Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on June 19th, 2020. Today we got a little bit of sports talk for you. Some updated sports, Ty. The NBA, it's uh, it's chugging along. They're releasing some details. Released a 113-page document of all the safety protocols they're going to take in their bubble city in Orlando, Florida. They're proposing to all the players. <laughs> yes. Giving them rings. Um, and we also got a sports documentary. That recently came out, uh, Long Gone Summer, about the home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. The year we were born. Getting some uh, mixed reviews. I think they actually hit home runs on my birthday. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, but getting some some mixed reviews, some good, some bad, well, mostly bad. I think I'm going to be different, though. We're, we're going to talk about it. We also have a movie scale, the first movie scale in quite some time because movies have just stopped coming out. I honestly, we have graphic a graphic just made for Twitter for whenever we do a movie scale. I forgot we had it. <laughs> King of Staten Island, uh, Judd Apatow directed film starring Pete Davidson, Marissa Tomei, Bill Burr. Uh, we're going to bring you that. And finally, since Father's Day is this Sunday, uh, four days at the time we're recording this, we're going to be drafting our five fictional fathers that we would want as our own fathers. Sorry to our own fathers, but I might take one of these guys over you. Hey, we'll find out. Let's get into the show. I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, 
look up, you can put it on the board, yes! Tyler, what do you see on my finger right here? Uh, that is that is a ring, Jason. What kind of ring is that? That is a Doyer ring. It's not the Doyers. That is the uh, Quakes. It's the minor league Doyers. California League Champions ring that I got as for being a bat boy. Not the real one, unfortunately. Some sturdy shit, though. I'm wearing this because uh, I'm a Super Bowl champion. You're a Super Bowl champion? So I haven't uh, been playing MLB much. Um, I raged online on Madden. So I just created a career mode. Chaz Montoya is my quarterback. Love it. Uh, made him as ugly as possible, right? Year one. Got dr- so they have a new face of the franchise thing where you play like the college football playoff and you get drafted, whatever. Um, and then it's just like a normal career mode. So I got drafted to the Broncos. Year one. First game, actually, year one. I didn't know the difficulty was on rookie because you don't like set a difficulty on face of the franchise. You just kind of start. So the first game was on rookie. Didn't change it. Threw for like 1,200 passing yards because I found a broken play <laughs> and just called it over and over again. Scored like 120 points. Um, I was only playing offense. Um, so then changed that. I was pretty – I think I played on all pro, not all mad. I'm not that good. My defense was terrible. I think I went like 12-4 and four or something. Made it all the way to Super Bowl. And uh, Jerry Judy fumbled. Um we were down three. We were at like the 30-yard line of the opponent team with like a minute left, and he fumbled, and we lost. Can't do that. So Cannot was, do that. Year two was comeback season. Uh, went 12-4. and four. First, Chip on your shoulder. <laughs> first round against the Chiefs was the divisional round. We were down uh, 15 points with like six minutes left. Chaz Montoya – or we were down – no, we were down 13 because we won by one. Um, Chaz Montoya, two straight touchdown drives to win the game. Shit pumped the Patriots in the, in the conference uh, AFC uh, – what is it? Not conference – Conference championship. Oh, it is conference championship. Yeah. They have Andrew Luck in, in my in my face of the franchise. Patriots? Yeah. Oh, coming back? Um, <laughs> I don't hate that. I think we need to start <laughs> that narrative. And then I, I shit pumped the uh, Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl, right? So I'm Super Bowl champ. Today I get on to play it. I was like, I'm, I'm going to play some games with Chaz Montoya. I'm feeling Chaz Montoya. Okay. I demand my release because I was like, so I, I want to play on a new team. Here. And apparently I'm Madden. If you demand your release and you don't get signed that free agency, they force you to retire. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, I'm a 99 overall. You know, someone's going to sign me. No one signed me. And I didn't have, like, a backup save or nothing. So now my two-year career mode, I was forced to retire. You got to the peak, and you just you just rode off into the sunset. <laughs> and I'm pissed. So I'm probably never playing Madden again because that was the last straw. That was the one mode I was actually having kind of fun doing. I, uh, I have a very similar thing where I've been getting pissed off. See, the thing is, I come home after work, and I'm like, I want to play some MLB The Show. The issue is I get up at 3 in the morning for work. And I'm exhausted, and my reaction time is absolute garbage. So anything yeah, over enough. anything over a 92 mile an hour fastball, I just get fucking gassed up, dude. Fair enough. I just cannot touch it. So I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna play Road to the Show and have a good time. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about Barry Bonds last week, and I decided, fuck Barry Bonds. I'm gonna be the new Barry Bonds. <laughs> and I made a creative player with Barry Bonds stance, and uh, very casually broke his home run record. Jesus, Ty. And I got that was on a 60 day DL. Also in the middle of that season. So what's the difficulty? Is it on rookie? No, it was on Hall of Fame. How'd you hit that many home runs? I'm just fucking, um, I mean, I've been doing it for a couple things, but then I switched like his batting stance for a new season. I just fucking mashed the baseball. More than 93 overall. I don't believe your Hall of Fame. I'll fucking take a screenshot when I get home. Because <laughs> I played, I had, because uh, I still have my road to the show because it carries over year to year, but the actual year I played it was like 2018, I think. That's when they had that stupid Coors Air perk or whatever, and I think I hit like 120 home runs. <laughs> I was playing on veteran too. I was just having fun with it, but on Hall of Fame, that's pretty good. Hall of Fame. He's a 93 overall, 99 power on both sides. Wow. I started Did you buy the equipment to make him better? I didn't buy him, but Spend I had like some. 20k stubs. Yeah, I think he's got like like 115 power. Wow. 
preach with that. And I just fucking rake, dude. Do you dude. play with guest pitch on? Fuck no. Damn, Ty. I just, I just rake. That's kind of impressive. I just have a good time. That's kind of impressive. I'm honestly shocked. I, I don't, I'm i great. I don't do fielding. I just hit. And I hit bombs. <laughs> um, oh, you made me lose my train of thought. I was going to bring something up about my road to the I, show. I have not won oh. a World Series, though. I, I just, just clarify. You're champ. I'm not champ. <laughs> have you ever heard of Dodgers Films? No. He's a YouTuber. So he has a career mode on MLB The Show that he's been doing for years. Like, since he <laughs> first... Um, since they first started doing, like, the carryover... You know what I mean? Where you yeah. could load it into the next year, which was huge. That's huge. No other sports game does that still. Oh, gosh. That was I one of his videos. That was. that was terrifying. Um, that's crazy. How does no other game do that? you sure Madden doesn't? I don't think so. It didn't offer me an option to load in last oh, yeah, year's Yeah, because I've had mode. back-to-back Maddens. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's made 833 episodes of Road to the Show. Okay. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he just plays on Rookie. Like, he just always has absurd, absurd stats. Maybe this is my maybe this is what I do because I'm great at road to the show. I'm trying to see what his stats are. Um so he's hitting 551. I don't know like how many home runs he has. Yeah, he's definitely on rookie cuz it's going very slow. I can't tell you how many times I've hit for the cycle. Um how many? No, I can't tell you. I just constantly hit for the cycle cuz they have like the like prototypes or whatever. Yeah. And mine's the anomaly. So he's got power and speed. Ooh. So he's got like 90 speed, 99 power. And I was playing in Detroit, and you know Detroit's got that fucking long-ass right center yeah. field? Just triples all day long. Okay, so here's some career stats. He's in 2034. Um, oh, God dang, dude, that's crazy. So he's only 16 games into 2034. Okay. Um, he hit 157 home runs last year. No, at I have age a new 36. Goal. Uh, 210 the year prior. He has a career 3,184 home runs. 6,000 RBIs, 1,000 stolen bases, hitting 568 with a 2.2 career OPS. Goddamn. He just plays on rookie. Yeah. I, I How don't was do that, that fun? I, I don't do that. For a minute there, I just had it on, like, dynamic. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, I was crushing, and then I couldn't touch the ball. And it was on legend difficulty. <laughs> and I did not like that one bit. So I dropped it down one, give myself a little challenge still. Maybe you need to play online Hall of Fame. No. Plus seven hundred. No, fuck or that. Seven hundred plus. Fuck that. Isn't that crazy though? How do you? How is that fun? How are you gonna play? Literally like seventeen years of a career mode. He's got 18, 18 years of a career mode on rookie. I, I would be bored. And guess what? I've beat him on Diamond Dynasty. I played him last year. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I've never told you about that. No. He was so annoying. So we had ninety nine Bob Gibson, and uh, all he would throw was like high inside fastball and then like a like a curveball or whatever. Like he would just go like you so, know like. I'm going to tell you, that's a product of only playing against the computer. And But it, it was pissing me <laughs> off, dude, because he hit like a home run in the first inning off a ball that was like above the strike zone with Frank Thomas, right? And then uh, the rest of the game, he I think I threw like a two-hitter, had like 18 Ks. Like he was not good. Um, but he was pissing me off because I, like, I would get hits and hard outs and everything, and it was just Bob Gibson. And then I hit a walk-off two-run home run in the ninth <laughs> inning to beat him. I was like, thank God I am not going to be on one of his YouTube videos because he was not a good player. <laughs> but I beat him. That's tough. He yeah. didn't make a YouTube video about that heartbreaking loss? No, I kept searching it. He did not make it. It's unfortunate. It felt good, though, man. It pissed me off. I was so mad that game. That was one of the most rage-inducing games of my life. I just I can't play online anymore. <laughs> I physically cannot hit fastballs. My body cannot <laughs> react fast enough. And I'm sure it would be better if I had a monitor. But oh, with no, the, it is. With the TV and just me being tired, I can't do it. You brought over that 27-inch that I tried using, and I couldn't even do it. Compared to the monitor, it's so much easier. Is it? The monitor is so 
exponentially easier. Oh, I'm going to have to. Then. The difference between that 24-inch gaming monitor and that 27-inch just TV, huge, massive. I'm going to have to do that. It's I'm moving out. My birthday's coming up. Moving out in August. My birthday's coming up. Well, I just have nowhere to put it because I asked for one, but I was like, it's just going to chill on the kitchen table. <laughs> Fair so, enough. We'll see. Anyways, NBA coming back yes, in uh, June June 30 or July 30th is going to be like the opening tip off, whatever. They're going to do like a nine game. No, I don't know if it's nine game. They're going to do a preseason. I know that. Just like scrimmages and whatnot. Where they're going to play the teams that are in the hotel that they're staying. Have you heard about the hotels? Yeah. I, thought, um, I, I didn't know there was multiple hotels hotels oh so you didn't hear about the hotels well i knew there was hotels but like i thought they were all in one hotel no i did not know there they was split multiple. them up by seating with the nicer teams getting the nicer hotels <laughs> so the, the pelicans are like all chilling at a motel six <laughs> well it's still a disney hotel so it's still nice it's still the three nicest I'm disney sure. hotels but i'm sure um so the bucks oh, let's just click this article they're not staying at the riverside though right <laughs> no, it's the the Aquarius. We like the Riverside. Oh fuck, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> you left a, like a bad Yelp review on the Riverside. Uh, <laughs> so the Grand Destino Tower at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. This opened like last July. Like it's like super nice. It's the Bucks, Celtics, Clippers, Heat, Jazz, Lakers, Nuggets, and Raptors. And then at the Grand Floridian, which was like the nicest one before that one opened up, the Sixers, Grizzlies, Magic, Mavericks, Nets, Pacers, Rockets, and Thunder. And then the Yacht Club is the last one, and it's the Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, Trailblazers, and Wizards. Okay. And I saw people give in the yacht, all the teams at the Yacht Club crap because the Yacht Club doesn't even have a monorail stop. They gonna be walking. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine if they actually did use the monorail. <laughs> that was their way to keep them like contained. You just hop on the monorail and it's just LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, just all just chilling right there next to you. <laughs> Um, and then did you see all the activities they're going to get? Yeah, I heard that's what I, I thought it was all one and they were all just sharing. It was like ping pong pool, like 2k TV set up and yeah. So it's, um, let's see if I could find it. Oh, did you know also, well, I'll tell you this after I, I tell the listeners everything they're going to get. So they're going to get a players only lounge with NBA 2k TVs, gaming pools, pool slash trails, barbers, manicurists, pedicurists, 24 hour VIP concierge. What's a concierge? Keep talking. Um, daily entertainment, movie screenings, DJ sets, video games, ping pong, pool, lawn games, and then players can attend other games, which I think is super cool. Just seeing like all the players like in the stands watching the other games. Um, so one thing, it's gonna be like like my like what is it like two K my park or whatever. Yeah. Players <laughs> just like ninety nine overall sitting on the sidelines watching a <laughs> game. Concierge concierge is a uh, he's just. A caretaker of an apartment complex. So I think it's just 24-hour assistant. There's like, hey, I want this. Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports reported that movies... Sorry. That movies that Disney will make available to players during their tenure in the Bubble City include Disney movies that have not been released yet, which most notably includes Marvel's Black Widow. They're going to be able to watch that? That's reportedly. They're going to get an advanced screening. So Black Widow, Mulan... Those kind of movies. There was one of the fucking athletes who like spoiled the Tony Stark death. That was um, Colby Covington. No, he's an NFL player, right? MMA. Well, there might have been an NFL guy that did it. Too. There's, there's an NFL oh, guy okay. who did it then. But yeah, I know he like went like the opening night and he was oh, like RIP Sean my... McCoy. I think. Yeah. RIP to- <laughs> my boy Stark or whatever. Tony Stark. T O N E Y. So everyone yeah. who had the name blocked still saw it. 
That's what's going to happen. That was just kind of him being dumb, I think. You know, like not thinking about it. Colby Covington. No, 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 he definitely didn't mean to do it. Colby Covington did it on purpose with the first Avengers, first Infinity War. What a um, dick. Yeah, he like spoiled everything because he's like plays a bad guy in UFC kind of deal. So um, so who's going to leak it, though? You know, someone's going to leak. It's, it's going to happen. And we're going to know the whole movie. We're going to have some NBA player who doesn't make a lot of money in there on their rookie contract recording it with a camcorder and then releasing it. <laughs> for millions that's fantastic <laughs> this is great get it to the public so and they have some weird rules too um like they're not allowed to play doubles ping pong like they still have to somewhat social distance and yeah um apparently they're gonna wear a magic band that like i read it's gonna be a magic band that if you're within six feet of another magic band it'll like go off or buzz or whatever Really? Like, that's an optional thing you could do, yeah. I'm sure it'll just be, like, a light buzz, not like a No, yeah, it's not going to shock them. Well, I'm saying, like, a crazy alarm or anything. No, yeah, It'll yeah. just be, like, for them to know. Uh, they're not allowed to wear headsets while gaming. Um, oh, they're allowed to golf, too, because there's golf courses on the Disney property. Hey. So, um, there was another... Oh, and they're wearing these rings. I don't know if yeah. you saw that on Twitter. Well, that's why I said they're going to propose. All of them have to wear rings oh, during yeah. the game. So, it's going to... Well, they'll probably take them off during the actual game. I don't know, though. I thought they were going to wear them. I could be wrong. Well, they're going to wear them like when they're just walking around the resort, but I don't know if they're going to make them wear them during the game. Nah, bro. Um, no matter what. Anyways, their rings, they're a smart ring that is capable of predicting COVID-19 symptoms up to three days in advance. Um, I don't know how. I'm sure if I clicked this details. So, here's the thing. When the fuck did these just start existing? <laughs> Like, the entire world's been going through this, and they're like, we need live sports back. We just created a fucking ring to tell you if you have coronavirus. I don't... Imagine if... So, the rings can reportedly forecast and predict when players begin to experience COVID-related symptoms up to three days in advance. Um, the rings are also available to purchase at the Aura Ring website and look to range in price from 300 to $400, depending on the make and model. Interesting. That's crazy to me that this this technology has just existed. Yeah, they should. Uh, <laughs> someone made an edit of the Lakers championship ring and it being that ring. Um, <laughs> so it, it does things such as heart rate variability and shit like that, apparently. That's crazy. Um, it'll be interesting, though. I, I doubt it's it's you know, it's probably one of those things where it can detect symptoms, but those symptoms don't always mean coronavirus. Um but if that did become a widespread thing that was available to the public, that'd be crazy. I would, if it was cheap, obviously, and it was something they wanted people to wear, I would wear it. But there'd be so many people that would uh, not want the government to track them and not wear them. Yeah, I loved your tweet. <laughs> You're like, people worried that they're going to get tracked with this ring on as they have a cell phone in their pocket where they click OK to share my location. <laughs> that literally tracks them and their computers that literally track everything you do and know more about you than you do. I don't know. It's funny. Yeah glad they're making a mask mandatory again in california yes we gotta we got stop this shit I'm, try, you, I'm trying to go on a trip did you see one of my uh tweets no oh it's because i responded to someone so if you don't follow that person then you don't see it um he put something let's see what he put he put uh it's amazing with a population of 330 million with this country how we allow corrupt government officials to dictate every aspect of our lives let me put it, and then another tweet, let me put it to you people this way. Your emotional 
Your emotional instability does not trump my constitutional rights, period. (laughs) And I responded, it's insane how they can just take away my constitutional right to not wear a mask. While we're at it, pants are ridiculous, too. Why do I have to wear those in public? Oh, and don't even get me started about shirts. Our founding fathers would be sickened. (laughs) Jesus. I don't don't get those people, dude. It's just, I don't know. How hard is it to just fucking wear a mask? Is it really that big of an inconvenience? I don't know. Like, how how much does it seriously inconvenience you to put on a fucking mask? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I get if you have, like, severe asthma or something, but... Yeah. That's obviously, like, you know... Special case. Yeah. <laughs> you're just a general healthy person who has no problem breathing. How hard is it for you to put on a mask while you're at the grocery store for however... Not all day. Not in the car. In 20 minutes, you're at the fucking store. Oh, big news. What's up? Big news. Breaking news. We're not going to steal part of my take. EA announced <laughs> on Thursday they've started development on Skate 4. I saw that. That's fucking big news. Um, Skate 3 so, is like awesome. Time out. Is that 100% confirmed? Sports Center tweeted it. Because what I got, the quote is, a new skate game is in really early development at EA. Um, so they don't know if that's like a Skate Remastered. Well, I know or that Skate Four. I know they were making a mobile game, but that got released like a few weeks, or that got announced like a few weeks ago. Like they were just re- they're making Skate Three on mobile, and because EA said you know they have something exciting, so then they announced that, and everyone was like, "Oh, you dumbasses!" I don't know. Sports Center tweeted it because IGN said whether it's a Skate remake or the long-awaited Skate Four, we're stoked for this announcement. I'm stoked. I just start, I just bought Skate Three again for five dollars on Xbox. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Rumor. Hold on. This man has a check mark. He's got 136,000 followers. Mm-hmm. My cousin says Tony Hawk will be playable in Skate 4. Oh, shit. Get wild, everybody. Remember when you gave me a source that Melvin Gordon was going to sign with the Steelers? <laughs> the friend said he had a source. Your coworker? Oh, yeah. Didn't happen. I didn't. I even wrote an article. It was, for- a, very, it was a very weak source. I told you that. I wrote that. an article. Not. I was like 10%. I wrote an article not reporting it, just predicting where each like Charger free agent would go, and I just picked the Steelers just because it was like such an absurd team, and if I was right, I would have looked like a genius, and now I just look like an idiot, Ty. I mean, hey. Everyone's like, they didn't even have cap space. I was like, shit. Hey. <laughs> I saw your article about the Chargers and how they should do a thing for Kaepernick, and then the, the coach came out. I was like, yeah, Kaepernick would be great for our yeah. system. <laughs> Maybe he read my article. It might have been. Maybe he was reading <laughs> that. He's like, fuck, should we sign Kaepernick? <laughs> what if you get Colin Kaepernick signed, Jason? I want to cut 10%. (laughs) (laughs) That's like 100K, baby. This is like a one meal contract. Get paid. Um, But yeah, that's the sports update. Oh, Dr. Fauci said the NFL might not happen, but I think it will. Don't fucking do that to me, Dr. Fauci. Why? Why does he say that? (laughs) I don't know. Are we going to have to take down our only fucking post-it notes we have left of our fucking football over-unders? Dr. Fauci is... I, I, I believe him. I'm not one of those Dr. Fauci truthers. But he does he does say a lot of uh, generalization, like you know what I mean, like because what he said is football might not happen. It's kind of like yeah, no shit, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. It's like one of those. It's not like someone saying baseball is one hundred percent happening yeah. this season, and then five days later saying I don't know if baseball is going to happen this year. Yeah, he was like football might not be possible if they don't do a bubble city this year. That's oh yeah, that's fine. Saying. That's fine. But I saw people tweeting, uh, responding to it, saying like, why does Doctor Fauci hate? Like, why does Doctor Fauci want America to you know, like fall? Someone responded like, "Dude, he's a fucking scientist. He's just telling you like, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't like. Sorry, he's not sugarcoating it for you. I think yeah. that's what he put. They'll just rent out uh, Fight Island to the NFL to make a football field. Oh, there. Fight Island. Let's talk about that. That was so disappointing. 
Oh, did they already do it? They haven't done it yet, but they announced where it's going to be. Oh, where is it? It's not even a fucking island. It's called Yaz Island, Ty. Y-A-Z. Look it up. It's not even an island. Oh. Some of these pictures make it look more like an island than it actually is. Oh, time out. I'm being shown Y-A-S Island. That might be it. Oh, is it in like... Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a little piece of land that's off of... There's freeways connecting it to the rest of the fucking... It's like Coronado, but closer. Yeah. (laughs) Nah, this ain't gonna fly. Like, if you look at it on the maps, it's literally like... You zoom out. Let's see, I'm zoomed out. I'm on the 10 mile on the bottom right. It just looks like one big fucking piece of land. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Isn't it? But Dana White did say they are gonna have an octagon on the beach. So that kind of makes up for it a little That's bit. That's some Mortal Kombat. Let's just share it. That's going to be so fucking cool. Walking out with like, that would be crazy. Tiki torches and stuff. Why not just lean into it? I don't understand that. Yeah. Because he was on part of my take talking about it. Yeah. He was like, oh, it's not going to be like, you know, Mortal Kombat. Why not? Why not yeah. fucking do that? Just lean into it. You got some weird shit going on. Just fucking commit. Yeah. They um, Have a backup one inside in case there's weather or something. Yeah. And set the shit well, up outside. Abu Dhabi in fucking July. I'm sure it'll be fine. Be hot it as might fuck, be too hot. Yeah. <laughs> do the fight well if they do the fights at night they'll probably be okay um but their their first card is uh has like their pay-per-view that they're doing there has three title fights so it's like a sick-ass card too dude you gotta fucking do that on the beach i'm talking i I, seriously i want dana white sitting on a giant fucking throne (laughs) in the background of the camera of the fight (laughs) i want full mortal Kombat. um they've been doing the fights at the apex in vegas which is just like their training facility and their octagon there is smaller than like the normal octagon oh for real and it's caused so many more finishes because guys don't have as much space to back You're up fucking like stuck. it's been sick yeah that's that's bitching i'm all for that yeah so now everyone in the mma community is saying they should shrink the size of the octagon to promote more action 100 percent with it good time glad i don't get me wrong i like seeing someone punched in the face <laughs> that's all there is to it how do you like seeing uh, someone hit dingers i mean i'm gonna be honest jay Dingers are sexy. The women love the dingers. And I also love dingers. <laughs> Long gone summer about the home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Um, what do you think, Ty? First impressions. So I know the topic and like everyone, not the topic, but like the general. The consensus. Yes, consensus. Was that it wasn't that good. Yes. Um, I watched it. Now, don't get me wrong. It did not blow me away. Yeah. It's nothing breathtaking. It wasn't anything crazy. As someone who was not alive to witness this. Well, you were alive for like the last two weeks of it. Yeah. Oh, no. You're born in June. June. So you're so alive like the last couple, few yeah, months. I, got, I was born in the middle of Sam Sosa's fucking crazy June. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, it was pretty fucking cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like seeing just people go fucking ape shit crazy watching these people hit home runs. Yeah. Well, I, that'd be fucking awesome. You think of like the, like the belly, the Bellinger Yelich. MVP mm-hmm. race this year and like they had games at Minute Maid where they were fucking both hitting home runs and like th- that's electric and that was nothing compared to this yeah it wasn't and you got two people fighting for MVPs these guys were just fighting for the fucking home run on two well the Cardinals were a third place team the Cubs were a wild card team so they weren't even like you and know I, mean, what I mean division rivals helps for yeah. sure but I, I thought it was pretty fucking cool do you think Sammy Sosa hit a home run on your birthday the day you were born yes he did. No. Oh, no, he didn't. Ty went uh, one for oh. five with a double. 
the day before or after. I uh, there was one. I think it was June twenty sixth. No, he actually. Went, am I in the right year? I don't know. Nineteen ninety eight, right? He had twenty home runs in ninety eight in June. He kind of cooled down the end of the month. Wait, I think I was looking at the wrong thing. I was looking at triple. No, wait. <laughs> June twenty fifth, he hit a home run. Okay, so two days before. Twenty seventh, he did not. Twenty fifth and thirtieth. Um, yeah, someone who wasn't alive um, for it, did he hit a home run on my birthday? No, he went over five, two strikeouts. Um, it was cool to watch. Uh, Riley, I Riley seemed very interested by it too. You know, obviously she she was a year old, but she didn't really even know about this at all to begin with. It was weird. It was a Mark McGuire documentary featuring Sammy Sosa. Yeah, I. It was not both of them. They made it like it was um, going to be split in both of their stories. It was very much Mark McGuire won the race. This is about Mark McGuire and the other guy who tried getting him but didn't. Yeah, and I didn't know Griffey was up there for a while either. That's something I didn't know, pers- yeah, like at all. Finished with 56. Yeah, I, I didn't. It's a lot of fucking homer. He was five short. And he didn't take steroids. That we know of. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit, Jay. Uh, it, was, it was good, though. It, like... Most of the complaints, I mean, I liked it as someone who didn't remember it, but most of the complaints are accurate. They didn't, like, go into depth on anything. You know, like, yeah. just the steroid allegations. You know, they had the one part where they talked about the pills they saw in his locker that was, like, illegal over-the-counter, you know, kind of supplement, whatever. And, and then, then at, they just jumped right past that. Yeah, and then at the end, after, you know, everything, it was like, oh, and then Barry Bonds broke it. Steroids. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was no steroids with them. It was, first we have to show Bonds, and then we can talk about steroids. And I wonder why that was the case, um, because it's not like this was made by MLB. This wasn't an MLB Network documentary. This is an ESPN documentary. They're usually pretty, you know, you know, straight to the point. You know, tell the truth. You know how it was. So I mean, maybe it had something to do with McGuire and Sosa being in the documentary. Yeah, where they were kind of like, "Hey, don't fucking say that." Yeah, because um, Sosa obviously, like, I don't think he ever tested positive, and he denied it. But then he's come out and said he has done it. I think. I don't know what his story is. I know that I know McGuire's admitted to it. Yeah, and they showed the thing of him in court where he was like, I've never taken illegal performance enhancing drugs. That's not a lie. They weren't illegal at the time. They were not. Okay, so here's a question. Are steroids illegal? Like, just in general? I don't know. (laughs) Because that was like, are steroids... I'm sure there are illegal steroids. Yeah. Or like ones you need a prescription for if you're just fucking popping them, though. No bueno. Anabolic steroids. Um, prescription only medicines. So I guess it technically is illegal, but like taking Vicodin, not Vicodin. That's the... Vicodin. But that's like a that's painkiller. What's the one that um like is really popular? Painkiller. That's like Vicodin, a drug. Are they maybe Vicodin's like anxiety? It starts with an O. Oxy not oxycotton. An... Oh, no, it was in King of Staten Island. They they were gonna sell the. The, the drugs to that one kid. The, uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but I can't, I can't think of it. Let's look up hard narcotics. I know my dad took one once. He got, like, prescribed them for something, and he took one, and he was just out of it, and he never took another again. And he just had a heroin. bunch of them sitting around. Definitely not heroin. heroin. <laughs> is it just opioids? Because opioids is, like, a overarching pills, painkillers, illegal. <laughs> We're gonna figure this out. List of narcotic drugs. This is a, a wild tangent that we went on. Op- opium? No. That's morphine? what I'm saying. No, not morphine. Opioids and like 
that kind of shit. Vicodin? Did I already say Vicodin? I said Vicodin. Vicodin's the one that just kind of chills you out, I think. Oxycodone? Opium? I don't know. I think it was just... I think it was just... Maybe it was Vicodin. I don't fucking know. Anyways, um... So, yeah, it was it was an interesting watch. Like I said, I wish they would have got uh, went more in depth with the steroids. Um, I don't think I don't think they should be kept out of the Hall of Fame, Tyler. I'm I'm taking a stand. I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm taking a stand that this podcast is now a steroids in the Hall of Fame podcast. So here's the thing, Jay. They didn't do anything illegal. <laughs> it was not against the rules. They were following every MLB rule. The dude got caught with it in his fucking locker, and it was public knowledge. Yeah. And they didn't do anything to him. No, they did not. Like, it, I, if you never tested for it, how are you going to say you can't do that after the fact? Yeah. Like, wh- what? Well, not even did they not test about it. They openly knew about it. There's no yeah. way they didn't know. I mean, from what I've heard, obviously, I wasn't in a clubhouse in the late 90s and early 2000s. But it was kind of like MLB's biggest open secret, kind of like right now. With a lot of teams, you know, you got the Yankees who have a supposedly a closed letter that entails they might be sign stealing in some capacity illegally, like the Astros. Um, it's kind of like right now, there's probably a giant sign stealing scandal that's like baseball's biggest open secret, and they outed one team, the Astros, and who knows who else is implicated. But it's like steroids; they openly knew about it, and they weren't out there promoting it, but they definitely weren't out there stopping it, stopping it. And now they want to, you know, and it's weird because the Hall of Fame is obviously voted on by writers and mm-hmm. i don't know if the hall of fame is actually like technically associated with mlb in any way if that makes sense like I, mlb owns it or anything i don't think they do i don't know i think it's just kind of like a loose affiliation but it's yeah. weird how they're getting punished for something the league openly allowed um now it's illegal and obviously yeah it did give them an advantage but compared to the their times they were coming up against other juice heads and people <laughs> who were taking steroids on the mound yeah like, and I think if you look at this, it was, you ask anyone who played all the interviews and everything, they all agree that it's not like these guys were the only fucking people doing it. Yeah. So many people were doing it. I think they they said it was like hundreds and pl- hundreds of players. Yeah. That just got caught, that they knew about. How many are in the Hall of Fame that we don't know about? I think that said, I saw something like three people who were connected to it are in the Hall of Fame or something. I didn't fact check that, but. I, and that's <laughs> what I don't get. And so you look at like the the generation of baseball we're in now the era of the juice ball era yep. we had the minnesota twins breaking the team home run record for yeah. a season last season and everyone's fine with that because that's part of the game baseballs fly farther now we're okay with that <laughs> part of the game back then was you were gonna take these supplements and get fucking jacked yeah and you're gonna hit some fucking bombs yeah i these guys have a huge part of history um it was the thing and it was like the most home runs over x amount of years and the single season was Barry Bonds, and then like two, three, and four over like a four-year span was Mark McGuire, and then everything from that on to ten was Sammy Sosa. Yeah. So these three guys are the home run hitters Yeah. of baseball, and it's a part of the history, and they absolutely deserve to be part of the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. Yeah. You still got to hit the fucking ball. McGuire's not even on the ballot anymore, um, which is interesting. He definitely had a worse career overall than Sosa and Bonds, but still, he still had Hall of Fame caliber numbers. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like, in 20 years, you know, are we going to fucking say Mike Trout's not a Hall of Famer because of the juice ball era and they found out X, Y, or Z, or because, let's say, Mike Trout's taking fucking creatine? Like, they mentioned that in the documentary. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that's completely over the counter. And then they determine in 15 years that that's no longer allowed and it's giving him an advantage. So they're going to punish him for that. And they'll be like, oh, well, he took this. So he's not allowed in. Yeah. So like I, I get that you should not take steroids. And anyone who does it now absolutely deserves to be suspended and punished because it is set in stone that this is not OK. But yeah. when everyone else in the league is doing it and the MLB is allowing it, how are you going to punish this, these guys? Well, not only, you know, were they allowing it? Like, I wonder, you know, behind closed doors, how much they were actually kind of like <laughs> dropping boxes off in the promote, locker room. Like, well, like, you know, a team's athletic trainer. Are those the guys that got these guys in eroding? You know what I mean? Did it just yeah. become something in the league where it was like, this is OK. We're going to let are these, you know, these physicians and these doctors, whatever, you know, give our give the their players roids like. It's just they were they were suffering, you know. They had the strike in '94, which is very similar to now, where they lost a lot of the fan base because they couldn't figure shit out, and you know they needed a ratings boom. And I'm not saying they necessarily like you know started doing steroids for the ratings boom. I think it was just that was a science that was becoming readily available, and players were taking advantage. But they definitely allowed it to happen, and yeah. Now the players have to pay the consequences, and baseball got to keep you know keep all the money that they made out of it, all the fans they made out of it, and it just sucks. It sucks for these guys, man. It's crazy, dude. I mean, they are adults. They do make their own decisions. But how much shit, you know, how many of the old class, the legends would have taken steroids if it was available? How many of them did something that didn't get caught? What if Babe Ruth had a corked bat his entire career and just never got caught? Yeah. Um, You know, obviously, I don't want to promote cheating because I guess steroids is cheating in some capacity. But it's just ridiculous. I think when it's against the rules, it's cheating. Yeah. When it's not against the rules and everyone else is doing it. And again, I don't know if it's true or not. They're viewing it as supplements. Yeah. And then it comes out like, hey, these supplements are really fucking bad for you. You shouldn't use them. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to stop using them. Mm -hmm. But if they just, I mean, obviously, I think some people knew exactly what they were doing. But if they did view it as this is just a supplement, because there's the interview with McGuire where he was like, you know, I take these things. And yeah. apparently they're safe for me. The fucking librarian can buy them or whatever he said. Yeah. It's like they're over the counter, so I take them. Like, they're just supplements to me. Yeah. You can't punish a guy for that. And I get it. It's bad for you. You should not do them now. But these guys are a part of baseball history. And I don't know if the argument is at the time maybe they were just illegal. Like, not in baseball, but illegal in general. Because I know WWE had a huge scandal. Vince McMahon almost, like, served a long time in prison because he was, like, promoting steroids to his wrestlers in the late 90s. Like the Jesus. early to mid nineties, but you know, maybe the K the argument is maybe because it was illegal. So they're like, well, you know, they were breaking the law, but I don't know how many baseball players break the law all the time. Jose yeah. Fernandez was coked out of his, <laughs> coked out of his head when he crashed that boat and you don't see them shunning him for it. You know what I mean? There's plenty of people who do plenty of shit that's illegal that they're fine with. Well, now with the opioid, you know, crisis in baseball and all of sports, you know, Tyler Skaggs lost his life because of it. And I'm sure there's, you look at Roy Holiday. Who yeah. the I don't know how old that documentary is, the E sixty about him, where he went to rehab while with the Phillies. Yeah. And then just kept it under the fucking rug, never said anything. Yeah. And then retired after going to rehab. Yeah. A second time. And then, you know, he dies crashing his plane, whether he was you know, no one knows whether it was in his system, but obviously someone who had a problem while yeah. in the MLB and they didn't do anything about it. Yeah. So who knows how many people are doing it? Where they're just yeah, that's it's fine. all sports too though. Football has a big opioid crisis, you know. Yeah. I know MLB's, you know, making efforts, you know, allowing smoking pot and everything for pain and whatnot, but it's kind of efforts too late. It sucks. It took someone's life for yeah. that to be the case. Um, Absolutely. Have they ever figured out what happened with that with Skaggs? Because wasn't the team doctor like in trouble or some guy was in trouble for giving him the opioids or some shit? 
That someone I think was associated with it. I don't know if they ever came out and said exactly who, but I know they did an investigation. I gotta imagine it's been handled by now. Yeah. It sucks, man. Yeah. I don't know. I think these guys absolutely deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I I don't I don't know how you can do that. Did you? I'm just going back. Did you see the little trivia fact? Uh, how many days did Sammy Sosa lead the league in home runs during 1998 season? Zero. Zero days. That sucks. He hit 66 home runs, broke the all-time record by five before that. Yeah. And was not in the lead for home runs one day. They were the MLB season. What, tied at 66 going into the last series? Yeah. Last three games, and then McGuire hit like four in the last three games or whatever. Something crazy like that. I think it was either 65 or 66, Sammy Sosa. So it was not how many times did he lead, who ended the day leading. Yeah. So Sosa hit, I think, 65 or 66 before McGuire. No, yeah, But yeah. then that same day, later on, McGuire fucking tied him. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, That would have been awesome, though. That would, if I was, oh, I was alive in 1998. If I was watching that 1998, if that were to happen in 2024, because that's when we're going to see baseball next, I would be rooting for Sammy Sosa to end up with more because how big Maguire's 62 was and then for Maguire not even to finish first. I just root for chaos. Love it. That would have been great. It's like you have this big old <laughs> moment. You don't even finish first. Yep. What if we get that this year? What if Giancarlo Stanton – well, not this year because RIP the baseball season. I'm saying just take our averages, whatever the games played are, times it by whatever, <laughs> and that's your season. Results. Someone just has to have a Sammy Sosa June, hit 20 home runs in a month, <laughs> and end up with you know 90 home runs on the season. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. Uh, baseball's newest proposal, apparently the owners proposed 60 games, full, full prorated play pay for 60 games. Uh, baseball, the players came back with 70 full prorated and other amongst other things, and the owners, apparently from what a report I saw, did not like it. Um, I was going to do the math. I tried doing the math for how much the owners would have to pay more for just the players paying playing 10 more games, and I got like $200 million. That did not seem right. I don't know. I know the one thing the owners sent an offer – and the players responded with an offer that was $300 million more. Now, you look at that and you say, holy shit, $300 million is kind of a lot. You look at that again and say, wait a minute, there's 30 teams in baseball. That's $10 yeah. million a fucking team. Yeah. These are billionaires who are outraged over $10 million. Yeah. Like, just get this shit over with. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's going to be bad. I, I'm just saying, Jay. The baseballs that are juiced right now, mm-hmm. we're gonna see some fucking, we're gonna see some five hundred foot shots coming up after this. They're going to put springs inside the baseballs <laughs> for the twenty twenty one season, and we're gonna have like six guys with over sixty home runs. Yeah, they're it, gonna, they're gonna have to do something to get people back. It sucks too. It's just a pissing match too. You know, I'm pro players, but it, it just sucks. You know. Yep. I don't like. You know, I don't know how all the players feel, but like. I'm sure the players would be okay with taking even a slight cut to the prorated pay, you know, especially if the owners came out and showed them the finances of what's going on. That's the thing is they're just being so secretive. It's like, you're going to have us take any cut at all while you just keep making money. If they came out and showed them the numbers and showed them proof, like, Hey, we need every player. We'll play 70 games, but we can only pay you for 60 because we need that extra money to pay, you know, the game day staff or whatever. And they showed the numbers and they broke it out and they stayed true. There were, I'm sure every player would sign on to that, Yep. but it's not, they're not showing that. So it's just looking like greediness from the owners, you know? And you know, I'm, Everyone's taking pay cuts right now with everything going on. Maybe not everyone, but a lot of people are taking, you know, small pay cuts and, you know, it just, but most owners are, of companies are transparent about why you're taking that pay cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of just like, hey, we need you to take this pay cut, but we're not going to tell you why. 
because it's really just so my bottom line isn't terrible. Yeah. Because so I bought I make this a team. 5% profit this year instead of 10. Because I bought this team to make money, not because I like baseball or want to play baseball or even care about baseball. It's because I want to make money. Yep. That's all it is. I read Mark Cuban uh, tried buying a baseball team. They didn't let him. Did you know Why? Uh, apparently, they, he, they didn't like how outspoken he was. And oh, they're little bitches. That's I read why. something they didn't like. They didn't like uh, like how involved he was, like with everything. Again, Mark Cuban is so good for the fucking sport of basketball. Yeah. Why would you not want an owner like that that everyone loves who is out there advocating for the league? Because baseball's a fraternity, dude. It's just a bunch of old dudes. I. It's gonna take like sixty baseball. years until all these guys die and their kids give up the teams before things change. Jay, That's, wh- why do they have to ruin our favorite sport? I don't know. It does suck. Even hockey finished everything, figured everything out, and people always talk about how terribly the NHL is run. I love baseball. Why can't you just just figure it out? And the CBA's up after this year, (laughs) which oh, it's just it's going to be a shit show. After this performance, after this, we're going to negotiate in good faith and all of this. I I I don't see a situation where there isn't some sort of strike next season. Well, the problem is too, you know, I I said this way back when like the pandemic started, like. I don't even think next year is going to be normal for baseball. They could start on time, but I don't think we see fans in attendance at least to start the season. You know, it's it's going to take it's going to be weird too to see how quickly that vaccine just flips everything. It's going to be like this vaccine's readily available. Okay, fans, or is it going to be like a two month? You know, whatever. But next season's not going to start with fans in attendance. I'm like 95 percent sure that's the case. And yeah. if they're having these bigger mints now, you know, how are the owners going to look at next year? You know like when they're on time and they can play 162 games it, it's just it's just shitty it's gonna be a shit show we're just gonna end up with baseball permanently having an 82 game season or not having a fucking season till like 2022 i'm just sad man yeah the next mlb the show is just gonna have empty stadiums <laughs> they're not even gonna program fans they should make that a thing they should make that an option that'd be funny it sucks though it, it does but Whatever. I'm exci- I'm so excited for the NBA. I've never been more excited for sports, dude. That and uh and movies, especially cuz uh viewership starting to go down on the websites, which isn't good. Ooh. Yeah. People are starting to hit that point where they're just not interested anymore so until nothing. stuff starts again. Yeah. I just want movies back, too. Well, we got one movie. We do. Tenet is also scheduled to release. Never Very big heard of Chris- that. It's Christopher Nolan blockbuster. Tenet? T-N-N-A-N-T? Like, projected to be the biggest movie of the year, probably. What? Well, yeah, because every- of coronavirus? Well, yeah, oh, but okay. it's Christopher Nolan, dude, who did fucking Inception and the Batman trilogy. and Yeah, but there's Marvel movies. That's what I'm saying. Because all that shit got delayed. I don't know how many of those are still releasing this year. This released on July 31st. It's a spy film. I wonder, it's going to be interesting to see how much money King of Staten Island made. Because how much did we pay for it? I think Riley paid for it. and you 20 split bucks. It. I don't think I ever gave her money. Yeah. It was 10 each, 20 bucks. It'll be interesting to see how much money they make off that. Well, let's talk about it. King of Staten Island is a story about um, Pete Davidson. What's his character's name in this? Pete Uh, Davidson plays the main character. His father uh, died in like a a firefighter accident when he was like six years old. And as a result, Pete Davidson is kind of like a, not an outcast, but he's kind of fucked up in the head. He's kind of a dick at the same time. And then his mom you know, starts dating a, a current firefighter. And then it's kind of like the internal family struggle of Pete Davidson and his mom getting in a relationship mixed with his sister also going away from college. And yeah, I guess that's, I just, I just want a good description. That's good enough. Yeah. 
Oh, oh spoilers, by the way. Heavy spoilers. I also want to point out when you look up this movie, found this out through another podcast. The person who wrote the description, I don't know where Google gets it from, literally just guessed what this movie was about and wrote the description. Really? A semi-autobiographical uh, comedy drama about Pete Davidson growing up in Staten Island, including losing his father during 9-11 and entering the world of stand-up comedy. <laughs> now, no, it is not during losing his father 9-11. That happened in real life. They yes. changed that from the movie. They, yeah. And this is the movie they said this is based on his life and him as that, that age if he didn't enter stand-up comedy. Yeah. Because that has nothing to do with this movie. This person literally was like, that would probably be about this. Yeah, so it's, from what I understand, it's kind of, like, loosely based off of his real life, you know, with, obviously, some fictionized elements and whatnot. Yeah, it's based on him, and it's, he's the character, and it's, like, real emotions and shit, but if he never became a stand-up comic and he was a 24-year-old loser, because he was doing stand-up comedy at, like, 17. So it's pretty much what he envisioned himself to be if, if he, he didn't, didn't get into stand-up. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. So he envisioned his mom to start dating a guy with a mustache that works at the fire station. I believe... She actually started dating someone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know as far as that. <laughs> so, yeah, Ty, you want to get into our patent pending movie scale? Let's talk about it. Um, I got some notes. I took a lot of notes for this. I wanted to be prepared. I, I feel like I don't add enough to these discussions because I, I usually struggle on thinking of what to say. So I wanted to jot everything down. That way I could really talk about it. I like it. One of my issues with this is uh, we watched it about a week ago now. Yeah. So you, you don't have recency bias, because I know that's a big component to your scale. Hey, hey, man. Hey. <laughs> I wish I would have been able to watch it again. Why? I feel like a second viewing would have been very good. Fuck that. To get a feel for Fuck it. Fuck second viewing, especially in the same week. You'll never catch me watching the same movie <laughs> You're just twice not committed. in one week. You're just not committed to this pod, like I am. <laughs> um, we'll start off. Do you want to start off with your talking points? Or do you just want to do it as we discuss? Because we can just know. talk more about the movie and then... Well, the plot and the story, I give a 15 out of 20. I also gave it a 15 out of 20. So, yeah. So the plot, obviously, um, you know, he's just, he's like a loser. He's uh, hanging out with a bad crowd. You know, they sell drugs. They just smoke pot all day. Um, and he's, like I said, he kind of deals from like, I think he said ADD and then like, he's like anxiety or whatever. So he's kind of having depression. His mom starts dating. So he tattoos a kid at the beach, just puts a line on him. That kid's dad comes to his house, yells at him, and then that guy ends up dating his mom, who's also a firefighter. So you kind of have this internal battle between, not internal, but this battle between kind of Pete Davidson and not liking this guy and trying to break him and his mom up, you know, because he's kind of like selfish in regard. Yep. Um, They get kicked out because they get in a fight, and then Davidson, they both get kicked out of the house. Pete Davidson ends up sleeping at the fire station. While this happens, his friends also uh, robbed a pharmacy. Yes. And he was the watch out, lookout, and uh, did not get (laughs) caught. Um, also got a little subplot of him with a girlfriend. Uh, what was her name? I have it written down here. Um, Kelsey. Okay. Yeah. Kelsey. Um, kind of a a subplot about they were kind of, you know, they're having sex and she wanted to take it serious, but he didn't kind of, again, kind of like a selfish character. We'll talk about characters more. Uh, some bullet points Mm. I had, Ty. Mm, What? I think we'll disagree. We'll talk about when we get to characters. So, (laughs) Plot, I, uh, first bullet point, like that it integrated Pete Davidson's life and experiences into it in some regard. Just just a general statement. Okay. Um, but what kind of held it back for me is there was no, like, I felt like there was a story, but I felt like there was no, like, story arc, if that made sense. Like, I felt like it was just, like, a flat, like, 
there was like a kind of some conflict with the fight and everything, you know, and them getting kicked out. There wasn't a big like resolution, which I know I always talk shit about Hollywood endings, but even this, like it didn't really like leave it open, like to interpretation. It was kind of just like these things happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're not going to do a resolution, at least kind of leave it up for interpretation. Whereas that wasn't really the case. Um, like what was the resolution? Was it, it was finding out his dad wasn't perfect. Like, and so, Yes. So I've listened to other things and people who fucking love this movie. Yeah. Gave it like a 90 something out of 100. Um, okay. Which I'm like, okay, if that, like, uh, it has a great score on fucking Rotten that's, Tomatoes. That's called just not having movies for three months. Um, <laughs> Besides trolls. <laughs> Maybe. And so I think the resolution was the, the internal conflict of him not knowing anything about his father and that scene where they're at the baseball game. Yeah. Where he's like, firefighters shouldn't have a family. Yeah. Like, it's selfish. That's fucked up. And then to that bar scene where it's like my dad wasn't perfect and he was a hero and he still deserved yeah that yeah so okay but i 100 percent agree that is not enough for me yeah and when i watch this i know you haven't seen it but that was my complaint with the once upon a time in hollywood mm-hmm. is it's like it's really not a story i feel like if you're watching a movie it should be telling a specific story that there's yeah. a reason there was a movie about it yeah this is just we're gonna take this snippet out of his life yeah. There's no story, very minimal, but we're just going to hang out with him for this amount of time. Yeah. And there's enjoyable moments throughout that. Don't get me wrong. I liked it very much, but it's not, there was no story. That's It just holds it back from being a better movie. Yes. It's not a bad thing necessarily. There's character arcs and there's this and that, but it's not like there was a story where you're like, oh, okay. Like the movie just ends. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's it. I wrote, uh. My last bullet point for this was it was fine for what it was. <laughs> okay. For so, the for the plot and story. Fifteen yeah, it's it, again, like I would rather probably have this rather than a bad story. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. yeah. Like I said, it didn't it didn't have its ups and downs. It just kinda of felt like a flat you know, it did have some minor ups and downs, but it it just it was missing something. Riley just waved goodbye. <laughs> I agree with that. Um for visual slash cinematography. So, wait, you gave it a fifteen as well? Yeah, I, okay. I also gave it a fifteen. For visual slash uh, cinematography, we were talking about it. I also threw the score in, like the the soundtrack, yeah. basically, because I love the soundtrack of it. Um, I give like it a, Kid Cudi, the Kid Cudi at the end. There's a couple other ones I think too. I gave it a fourteen. I gave it a thirteen. So even with your soundtrack, you barely gave it higher than me. Yeah. Um, I think what I liked about it is there was a lot of shots of just them hanging out. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the comedy came from, where instead of quick cuts and this, 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 it was just a shot of them hanging out on the couch. Yeah. And it went on for a long time. And yeah. then a kid shows up to buy drugs, and that goes nowhere, but it's just funny. <laughs> and the way they just did these long, exposed, hanging out shots, I enjoyed that. They didn't do enough of them, though. I felt like there was, like, what, two of those? Well, there One was those? that in the basement where the kid came. There's them on the beach when they gave the kid the tattoo. Yeah. Um, there was the longer conversation when they're just uh, when Pete Davidson goes to... Bill Burr's ex-wife, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of just like sitting there shooting the shit. Yeah, they had a couple of them, and I liked it. But don't get me wrong; it's nothing breathtaking. No crazy one shots. Yeah, uh, the no, it it very much was not intended to be this visual art cinematic. Piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I remember like saying, and that was just kind of because it was it was kind of like a change of pace from the rest of the movie was just like that little party sequence where it was just a bunch of cuts of like little funny moments and stuff. That was the only thing I was like, Oh, that was filmed and put together kind of cool. Yeah. I think that's just cause the rest of the movie was so mundane and kind of like, 
I, I don't want to say slow. It wasn't a slow movie, but just the way it was filmed was very basic, and that was the only thing that kind of differed a little bit, so it was a nice change of pace, but that was the only thing that stuck out in my mind. Yeah. I do... Go ahead. I was just going to say, this movie's weird. Yeah. Like, it wasn't slow. Yeah. Like, I wasn't bored. Yeah. But it was not fast-paced. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it was a weird movie. Um, I did have a complaint about the visuals, so I sent cinematography tie. So here. How are you going to have a movie about firefighters and not have some sort of shot inside of a burning building? Some sort of cool shot. Because you missed the point, man. It's not about firefighters. <laughs> it's about family. No, I want a cool fire shot. I mean, they, they were outside of burning a building. Cool, a cool uh, flashback of um, Bill Burr being there. Pete Davidson died when they're retelling the story. Look. Inside was, the burning building. It was building. not a firefighter movie. It was a family movie with firefighters. I had no idea what this movie was about. I like saw like parts of the trailer. I thought it was about him becoming a firefighter. <laughs> that's what, like, 30 minutes in the movie, I'm like, wait, right, does he ever become a firefighter? She's like, I don't think so. I was like, oh, I thought that's what this movie was. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, man. Let's, um, let's talk key elements. Key elements. So this movie is a drama comedy, a.k.a. a dramedy. Yep. Um, I know you talked to Riley, and you said it wasn't as funny as you thought it was going to be. Um, I didn't think, when I personally saw the snippets I saw of the trailer and whatnot, I didn't think it was promoting itself to be very funny. Um, you know, I just got a great sense for movies in that regard. So I wasn't kind of, I wasn't disappointed with it not being as funny as it was just cause that's what I was expecting. Um, I still gave it a 12 out of 20 for key elements. Not a great score. Um, my problem was it was like a dramedy, but like it didn't seem very dramatic. You know what I mean? It was, like I said, it was mundane. So I think it was a little different. My problem with the comedy is there was a lot of funny moments and they were all in the trailers. <laughs> and if yeah. I hadn't seen the trailers and I didn't already know like all the jokes that were going to be said, I would have laughed a lot more. Like the line where he's like, I'm going to tell your mom, my, my, my mom, you tried to drown me. He's like, it's an above ground pool. You're like eight feet tall. Like that shit's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other one got ruined in a part of my take interview. Oh, the Mets line. It was like, you're betting on the Jets. He's like, they're going to come back. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. Um, The anorexic panda joke. Uh, There was a bunch of funny shit where I was laughing. And there was still some other things in here that made me laugh. Um, But I really, it wasn't necessarily about the drama. I think it was like the emotion. Yeah. And like that scene where he's sitting there and uh, the baseball scene. Yeah. We're sitting there talking to him. And I, I gave it a 17. Wow. I, I thought, no, there was not as much drama, but there was a lot of realistic emotion. It wasn't overplayed. It felt like a real person having real feelings. And, like, him yeah. talking to his, uh, the girl after they had sex. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was like, oh, you know, it's just the depression pills and, you know, whatever. Like, he's just talking to her and just being honest. It just felt real. Yeah. And so I, did, I liked that part about it where it felt like real, not acted, not fake put on for a yeah. camera it felt like real emotion with real people see i didn't feel as someone who is a a pretty easy crier with movies riley's a very easy crier with movies i i didn't feel i don't know why i just didn't get the you know like i understood that it was an emotional scene but i didn't feel it myself and riley didn't seem like she did either you know what i mean but so, i think that's where the difference is i think movies add music and add shit to make you cry this was not that. <laughs> this was a real, just real scene. Yeah. Where I think other movies, they do shit to make you cry. They make that emotional moment. They're like, oh, we're going to make them fucking cry. We're going to do all <laughs> the right things. This wasn't that. This was just a real person saying real emotions. And that's kind of what I liked about it is where yeah. it is. It's a unique movie. It's different. 
Yeah. And I think it was trying to be that. I don't know. It felt it felt uh mundane to me. And so that's where we disagree. Um but I liked that part about it. I, I also would have liked I would have liked if they did lean just a little bit more into the comedy aspect, especially yeah. with a uh, Pete Davidson's character. I think there was a lot of opportunities there and having Bill Burr as your 1A, you know, there was a lot of opportunities and they like you said they hit some things, but they were all in the trailer and they could have done more than they did. Maybe that wasn't the point, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I think you have Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson, and Bill Burr. You expect it to be funnier. Than you could make a fucking laugh riot. Yeah. Uh, but I like. Uh, let's get to characters. Okay. With that being said, I liked Bill Burr's performance. So did I. Because it wasn't just comedy performance, which is what you expect out of Bill Burr. Yeah. Um, I think he had some really good scenes. So I broke. I texted you this. You never responded, so I don't know if you were going to take the same approach to it. But I am now, I am tweaking how oh, yeah. I look at characters. I forgot I looked at that. Disagree, but continue. I'm tweaking how I look at characters. That's fine. I'm going to give the main character a scale 0 to 10, and then just all the side characters a scale 0 to 10. So I, I was looking at my scales, and I was like, I kind of just like throw numbers out there sometimes. So I was like, I want to get like a more in-depth way of actually thinking and like calculating. That way it could stay consistent. So I just implemented that for myself. Um, I'll start with side characters since we talked about Bill Burr. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Okay. Um, I also, this is a note for the side characters, Ty. Easier to get a higher score with side characters because they're not as important as the main character. And so that's kind of where I had a problem with your scale. Because I think of a movie like 1917, that's just the two main guys the entire time. Well, obviously, time. yeah. It'd be, it's a sliding situation where that's not always going to be the case. Well, I didn't know that. Because in that situation, I would have gave side characters a zero. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. And then at most it could have been as a 90. Okay, yeah. Obviously, in those situations, in I mean, movies it, it where side 90, characters it are got a ninety-two point five. Jay, I just want to remind you that. Okay, how many movies only have two people in it? The There's whole time? some movies where it's mostly <laughs> the main character, and then we'll adjust. Um, You'll adjust. I got my I got my scale just fine. <laughs> uh, I liked Bill Burr. Uh, I liked he was. Uh, I, I kind of like. Uh, I was going to use this as a complaint at first, but then I, I kind of thought about it more, and I was like, no, this is part of the complexity. I couldn't tell if he was a good guy or an asshole. But that's good. I like that they person. did that. Um, wow. That was deep. It's true. He's just a person. Not a good guy. Um, he's a bad guy. He's just a guy. One little note I had. I would like if they added more depth to his divorce story. Uh, I feel like they kind of brushed by that. Like, you know, they made the joke about betting on the Jets. Yeah. But then he said he was just a day trader. He was just like, I didn't gamble. I was a day trader. And they didn't really, like, talk about that or explore that more. You know, they did a really good job of humanizing Pete Davidson and, like, addressing his faults. Um, I think they could have done that more with Bill Burr to kind of even relate the characters to a little bit more, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. we might be different, but we're more similar than we think. We both have our demons. Um, but that's just, like, a minor nitpick. I think the the only thing they did with that is where he's, like, yelling at him. He's like, you knew exactly what you're doing. He's like, you're going to my least favorite fan. Yeah. Asking for an opinion on me. What the fuck did you think she was going to say? Yeah. They, they kind of brushed used, by They could have used more of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. That's what I had for Bill Burr. Okay. Uh, other side characters. Uh, Marissa Tomei, the mother. Yep. Uh, Bell Pally, Kelsey, girlfriend, and his friends. I think they all did uh, – they did good. They didn't, like, blow me away with their performance. Like, they didn't do anything that made the character better than what they were written for. You know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't like, wow, look what they did. Except one thing. Bell Pally, the girlfriend, she's British. Incredible Staten wow. Island accent. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. That was the one note I had about that. And that accent is god-awful, and she nailed it. <laughs> and then the one uh, side character I didn't like was uh, the sister, Claire. 
<laughs> I felt like there were some scenes where I was, I was, people can't see me. I was taken aback by that. <laughs> I just felt like there were some scenes where like you could tell she was acting like for as real as a movie, like you said, as real as this movie felt like I, you could tell she was the most green on set. And I know she doesn't have that much acting. Um, She's been acting since she was a child. Well, she needs to act some more. She's Judd Apatow's daughter. Yeah, I know. I, okay. I just, I felt like there was some scenes where she felt like, like an actress and it seemed a little forced. Like she was reading lines. Like, you know what I mean? I, I guess. thought the character was fine. I just thought there was some scenes that kind of, I did not like, but I still gave side characters 8.5 out of 10. Okay. I just got to give critiques where critiques are good too, Ty. Where'd you give Pete Davidson's character, your main character? Also an 8.5 out of 10. Wow. For a total of 17. Okay. Um, I liked him. I like what he did. Okay. So on the other side of that, uh, I gave it a 14. Okay. The friends were useless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they really didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Um, there are a couple funny jokes. The one dude from Hannah Montana was there. Yeah. Rico. He had, he had the funny joke where he's talking to the hot girl online and they all gave him shit and then he gets arrested and he's like, he, she was fucking real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, those, those friends were whatever. And I know the scene of them getting arrested is kind of to show like he was in with the bad crowd and everything. I feel like this movie was a little long and I feel like that very, very, very easily could have been cut out. Yeah. I don't think it added any growth to the character. Yeah. I don't think it, uh, I don't know why it was necessary to be in there unless that's like some real thing that actually happened in his life. And like, he personally wanted that in the film. Well, my interpretation of that scene was cause originally he was not down for it. You know what I mean? Cause he told him and no. He fucking... And then he got kicked out. And the next scene is him doing it. So it was kind of like a, he kind of hit his rock bottom. Fuck it. And maybe that was like supposed to be an eye opening thing. They yeah. definitely could have, cut it or done it differently you know i think with how this movie was paced and everything that just felt like a weird scene in it yeah that it, it wasn't necessary yeah um marissa tomei was fine yeah i think she did a good job of acting like a mother who you know she loves her son but she was also kind of fed up with his shit mm-hmm. loved bill burr yeah he did great bill burr fantastic mm-hmm. um and pete davidson's character so my issue is this movie is supposed to be about Pete Davidson. Yeah. Pete Davidson's character was just Pete Davidson. So I don't know how to grade, grade him. Because he was just himself. Yeah. Um, I like some of his scenes and like the story with him. Yeah. And I like Again, like I said, I felt like a real guy to me. And so I like that. But I don't think any of the characters blew me away. I think the reason I liked Pete Davidson was... I wrote this. This is my bullet point. He did a great job of coming off as an asshole that you sympathize with. Yeah. It can be hard to do that. That's true. Um, that was just cause you know, like again, when I was reflecting about him, you know, I was like, ah, oh, he's kind of a dick. Like why did everyone feel bad for him? Like why did his mom feel bad for him? But then I was like, wait, I kind of felt bad for him watching it. You know, like, well, I think that was part of the story too. It's yeah. just him losing his dad at such a young age. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess I would kind of be fucked up too. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, well, Ty, you know who they say is the hardest person to play in Hollywood? Who? Yourself. I don't believe that one bit. <laughs> I just made that up right now. <laughs> I don't think that's even remotely something anyone in Hollywood's ever said. <laughs> Jason Reed. <laughs> Get an Oscar for a documentary. <laughs> like, it was gripping. You're like, they, they just recorded me. <laughs> Do you know Pete Davidson personally? Do you know how much he was actually being himself or how much he was putting on a show? I mean, I'm, I don't, so. Yeah. Who are you to make those claims in, Ty? 
I will say I was shocked to find out that he is not well liked on social media and uh, assumingly because of Ariana Grande. Oh, absolutely, because of Ariana Grande. But people were just shitting all over the trailers for this movie, and I didn't get it. I like Pete Davidson. I think uh, he's funny. Christian Yelich. They should have made a Christian yes. Yelich joke. They absolutely should have. At the minor league game. Yes. That, that would have been, been great. fucking hilarious. Just in the background here, like, now up to back, Christian Yelich or something. Just, or just, just a random character, and they could have been like, hey, that guy kind of looks like you, and it's just Christian Yelich walking up to the plate. <laughs> like, yeah, he does. Um, or an Ariana Grande joke. I mean. I just like, all he, he could have just said, like, thank you next or something. I don't know. They could have. Probably would have made people hate him more, though. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, so you gave it a, what, 14? I'm bumping it up to 15. Okay. Because the more I talk Staten about it. that Island accent? It is that accent. <laughs> but no, I, I guess just those other main characters I didn't like as much. But I liked Bill Burr. I liked the mom. I liked the sister, too. Which me and you disagree with. Yeah. But I liked the sister and the girl. I, I don't know. Yeah, 15 feels good. Okay. So enjoyment, Ty. You were a very easy 20, so let me guess. You gave it a 20? I did. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie. Um, I've always been more... Uh, harsh with enjoyment where i give 20s out to like my favorite movies and i kind of base it off that um i created an enjoyment scale that i'm using for myself you know because some people have to have standards here ty sure some people do i don't just so the re just so the listeners know where my head's at when i give it a rating of one through 20 one through five on my enjoyment scale absolutely hated it bored confused unappealing okay and obviously one through five based on whatever six or ten would be probably wouldn't recommend it but i would not condemn it okay so, like, it was, like, I wouldn't be, like, Ty, Drop Dead Fred, shit movie. Okay. Drop Dead Fred, one through five. Um, Spoiler alert, I may be giving out a one through five next week. <laughs> Cars 2, six through ten, because I would not recommend it because it's a bad movie, but I cannot physically condemn it because it's Cars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, ten through three, probably would not sit through again. <laughs> Most movies I probably wouldn't sit through again. Probably wouldn't sit through again, but it caught my attention at points. That's ten through thirteen? Yes. You can give something a 13 and not want to watch it again. That's how much you don't like rewatching movies. Third, if you think about it, 13 is a 6.5 out of 10. That's a D. Okay. Uh, 14 through 16 would not go out of my way to watch again. Jesus. <laughs> but I would watch again and would recommend it to someone who has not watched it. And that yeah. is where this movie falls because it got a 15 right in the middle of that scale. Am I ever going to just turn on uh, King of Staten Island again just out of a whim? Absolutely not. But if it's on TV, I'm in a hotel room. I'll see, like, whatever. I'll pick it up halfway through. Yeah, I'll turn it on. Um, and I would recommend it to someone who hasn't watched it. My dad, if it was on Voodoo, I'd tell him, hey, you should watch that. See, so I stand by my 20 because if this goes to streaming or something, I want to watch it again. I would not go out of my way to watch it again. I would. 17 through 18. So if it was like Netflix, heads up, on this Friday, it's releasing on streaming, I'd be like, ooh, I'm going to watch that this Friday. Earned a 20. Well, maybe it should earn a 17 through 18 on my scale, which is would watch again, would recommend thought about the movie for the coming days slash weeks okay that's 17 18 that's like um i think like spider-man far from home fell in that range 18 19 to 20 would consider one of my all-time favorites okay 15. see i don't need that i don't need i don't need that scale because you give make... everything 20s when's the last time you didn't give something a 20 uh maybe joker definitely didn't give joker a 20 did you give it a 19 no, I didn't give it like a 16 18 <laughs> uncut gems i didn't give a 20 <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, I didn't give a 20. There's some movies, okay? <laughs> I've never given lower than a 15, I know that. Yeah, for me, the movie was good, it was enjoyable, but I, I don't, I, I, it was what it was. My final score was a 72 out of 100, Ty. 
Mine was an 81. Okay. And uh, I think that's appropriate. You know. Okay. What? Nothing. Let's hear it. No, I'm all right. Because 81 is one of the lowest scores. Well, you were saying how we're always super generous with our movie scales. And I think it's Uh, because Again, Jason, let's chill out here because we have a movie coming up next week. (laughs) Hey, maybe I'll love that movie. Artemis Fowl. That's the movie we're reviewing next week. Yes, we are. Came out on Disney Plus uh, last week. Tyler's watched it. I have not watched it. I'm not looking forward to it. It has like a 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's 10. um, And that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. 10%? 10 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's rough. And uh, let's see. 20 audience score. It's not even like really fucking rough. It's not even like a bad critically acclaimed movie that people still like. Is there a ranking of the worst audience scores? Worst audience scores. Rotten. Because, I mean, you got to imagine just parents with their little kids. Be like, yeah, my kid liked it. What? What? Oh, never mind. Jaws 4 is one of the worst. Yeah, fuck Jaws 4. Have you even seen it? Nope. I've never <laughs> seen any of the Jaws. They should, Rotten Tomatoes, if anyone's listening from Rotten Tomatoes, you should create a thing where you combine your, like it's a stat where you combine the audience and tomato. You just add it and then you create like a like ranking table. Like you go on one like fan graphs and it has a ranking. So you can look at all the movies that have like the highest combined. I guarantee the Dark Knight would be number one. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Toy Story 3. I think that's like 199. Toy Story 3 would be my guess. Um, yeah, the movie came out 10 years ago this week, which is crazy to think we've been graduated for like 10 years now. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, Toy Story 3 is a 98-89, so 187. Uh, the Dark Knight's really easy. It's 94-94. So what is that? 80. 188. Oh, you're saying just total? Yeah. Like I thought you were saying average. No, you just oh, add okay. them. Well, it's pretty much the same you, thing. I thought you were joking because they're the same. I could have done the math. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 72. And you gave it a what? 81. 81? Oh, gosh. Why did you do an odd number? Um, so that's 70. Oh, 81. Yeah. 6.5. 76.5. I. That is not right. Okay, so I got a peep of your movie scale, and you said it was the same as Rise or lower than Rise of Skywalker. Was your scale originally seventy-two out of a hundred? Because I thought I saw seventy-two out of a hundred. No, Rise of Skywalker seventy-seven point five. No, but for this movie, seventy-two. Yeah, because remember I accidentally saw your screen. I thought I saw seventy-two. No, I don't think so. And I, I even bumped it up while we were talking about it. I just hope you're not bumping it up just so it could be ahead of Rise of Skywalker, because the the movie scale is supposed to. I'm sorry, it was seventy-six point five. It's supposed to have no bias. Yes, it's supposed to just be. We're not going to compare it to other movies. We're just going to grade it straight up, see how it goes. That's fine. I bumped it up while we were talking about it. Okay. Harder I thought about it. But you did say before the podcast, no way this is a worse movie than Rise of Skywalker. And it's not. It is not a worse movie than Rise so of Skywalker. So then I assume you adjusted it after that. A little bit. <laughs> However, <laughs> it's not finishes, how the scale works, Ty. It finishes lower than Rise of Skywalker. Good. Uh, below Hustlers, below Good Boys, Uncut Gems, Birds of Prey onward what is our start from one to wait do i have you want have access to this document you literally joined it oh is that that document yeah it's just right below it it's got them all listed you want like the top through the bottom uh yeah you could read them i'm already here i'm here too infinity war with the 96 yep 1917 92.5 wally with the 92 anchorman 91 
And those five. Point five. And those were our top four for the bracket. Yeah. Only ones with 90s so far. Yeah. Joker, 89. JoJo Rabbit, 88.5. Far From Home, 88.5. Onward has an 86. Onward, 86. Wow. I think that's fair. I think a medium B movie. It was a good animated movie with good heart. Yeah, I guess. Made you cry. Peanut Butter Falcon, 86 with an asterisk because you never actually gave it a scale. So we're skipping past it. Birds of Prey, 84.5. Uncut Gems, 83. Good Boys, 80. Hustlers, 78. I think it's funny that that movie is one of like the 18 that we've reviewed and done a scale for. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, 77.5. King of Staten Island, 76.5. Stuber, 63. <laughs> and that is our lowest. And I, I think I gave Stuber like an 80, so you gave it a really low score. Yeah. Um, yesterday had a 73 with an asterisk because I was the only one that graded it. And uh, you gave Lion King a 58. So That's bad. That's so don't don't say I don't give low scores because <laughs> I have the lowest score we've given any movie. What was your enjoyment on a uh, no uh, Lion, Lion King, King? Lion King had a low fucking enjoyment. <laughs> I might you know I did give under a fifteen because I did not enjoy that movie. Okay, critique time. That's my problem with your enjoyment scale. I feel like it's either twenty or fucking ten or under. No. Like there's no point even making a scale. It should just be yes or no. No. Because <laughs> I've given eighteens. All right, Ty. I think you need to adjust your enjoyment just a tad. I'll be honest. The enjoyment is because if I feel like a movie's an 80, I'll give you the enjoyment a 20 to help balance oh my score my out. Oh, my God. See, you're you're messing with the scale, Ty. No, I always I always fucking give enjoyment a 20. That's the problem. I, I'll reconsider. But then that fucks up every other Do you thing. get my point, though? Because then... No, no, I... I if you don't enjoy it, you're just going to give it a really bad score. So it's pretty much a yes or no. But then like, did Tyler enjoy so look, this? Yes, 20 points. I think it's points. very, very hard to get a 10 on enjoyment. But I think 15 to 20 and 5 to 0. I think there is ranges of how much I like some Because I've given out like 18s and stuff before where they haven't got all the points. And I don't think I'll give a 0. I didn't give Lion King a 0. <laughs> I won't give Artemis Fowl a 0. Really? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll discuss. <laughs> All right, and then to wrap the show up, Ty, Father's Day is this Sunday. Um, we both have great dads, very handsome dads. Pete Davidson had a great dad, RIP. We were blessed to still have our dads. Yes, we are. And now we're going to replace them. <laughs> My number one overall pick, Bill Burr. Really? No. Oh, I was like, wow, you just jumped right into that. <laughs> uh, so we're drafting our five fictional dads. Ty. Now, Fictional. I'm going to make a graphic for this because we need to get on our social media grind. That's fine. You do that. I'll do a graphic for King Staten Island. Okay. Um, fictional. Any medium. Yes. Well, I didn't know that leading into this, so I only have movies slash TVs, but I can't even think of any video game dads. Well, so. I only I only had one non-movie TV, but I was saying movie, TV, cartoons, games, all the above. Well, cartoons are part of TV. Yeah, but I'm saying like animated like or a real person. Or comics. Any comic strips. No. Not even comics. Comic strips, like the Peanuts. No. No, Charlie Brown. It's not my papa. <laughs> uh, you can have the first overall pick. I'm 95% sure we might have the first, same first <sighs> overall pick. Very glad you gave me the first overall pick, Jason, because it's Randy Marsh. <laughs> you fucker. I'm moving out to Tegrity Farms. <laughs> Get me on a weed farm. You motherfucker. It's Randy Marsh. That was my number one, too. Fucking Randy Marsh. I love Randy Marsh. Um, hilarious. And this is... So I have a reason for all of these picks as to why i would want them as, as your father as me papa randy marsh 
He's going to be the fun dad. Yeah. You're going to have a good time with him. He's going to embarrass you. He's going to get in fights at your Little League game. <laughs> he's going to be drunk. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to be awesome. <laughs> Microwave his testicles he's, to us. There's a lot of fun you're going to have with Randy Marsh as your dad. <laughs> and I think it's just a good time. He's a fantastic and uh, he definitely was one of one for both of us. And I'm glad I got to pick him. Yeah. He was my number one on my list. I needed that. So my number three on my list, I feel like you won't pick. So I'm going to pick him five. Just, just wanted to throw that out Play there. Play the draft. My number... So I got to think about who you might take here. So we'll do we'll, we'll do snake draft. Okay. I don't know if we discussed that. No, we can just go back and forth. It's fine. Okay. Snake draft's a little weird with two people. That's fine. My first overall pick out of five is going to be Ricky Bobby. Oh, that's a good pick. Um, That's a real good pick. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you know, my dad would be a sensational NASCAR driver. Yep. Best, best in the world. Um, He would either name me Walker or Texas Ranger. Yes, he would. He would pray to baby Jesus at dinners. We'd have delicious Taco Bell, Domino's, or maybe it was Pizza Hut. All the ridiculous stuff they would uh, they would have. Yeah, I would never get in trouble because Prime Ricky Bobby before you know he had his uh his life you know turned around. Just always sided with his kids. Literally told uh the grandpa that you jump at him like a spider monkey, and I think told his his teacher something stupid. I don't remember what the line is. Sided with his kids. Was so proud of his kids. Always proud of his kids. Of course. My dad's always proud of me, but Ricky Bobby's just got a next level proudness. Is your dad a professional NASCAR driver? He's not. He could be if Ricky Bobby was your dad. <laughs> Ricky Bobby's my first pick. That's a fantastic pick. <laughs> I love that one. Um, this next one, Jay. Oh, I've got so many, but I'm trying to play the draft game here. All right. We're going to do another cartoon. Um, this one, some would say, is the most patriotic of all the fathers. He wasn't even on my list. That is the American Dad. Because I knew you were going to pick him. <laughs> I fucking love Stan from American Dad. Stan Marsh? Stan fucking goddamn Marsh, Jay. right? No, no that's not. Randy that's Marsh. That's Randy Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is that is Mr. Stan Smith. I fucking knew that. I said Stan Marsh. <laughs> Stan Smith. Wait, wait. Oh, never mind. Who? Wait. What? Just keep talking. Just keep talking. Stan Marsh? Is that someone? Stan Marsh is Randy Marsh's son, Stan. Okay, that's what I'm so confused. Fuck. Come on, Jay. Okay, that makes sense why I was so confused. Continue. He's part of the Marsh family. <laughs> got his name from his father. So you got a brother named Stan, now you got a dad named Stan. Yes, it's going to get confusing. It's fine. <laughs> um, a great CIA agent. I chose yeah. him because you're going to get into a lot of weird adventures. You're going to have an alien. Yeah. Um, and he's fucking hilarious. And, you know, he's patriotic for better or worse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, great character. Fucking hilarious. I love me my cartoons and it shows my two, my top two picks. Well, I got a cartoon for you, Ty. Oh, boy. <laughs> this one's a little funny. There might be some logistical problems with him being my father, considering we're not the same species. Mm, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and that's Marlin from Finding Nemo. Okay. <laughs> I saw that. That was on my, if we did a top five worst fictional dads, <laughs> he's on there. What do you mean? He swam across he's the ocean. He's just so pushy, bro. <laughs> Let me experience life. Like, he learned. fuck, dude. He learned. He learned at the end. You know, I'm getting him post losing Nemo, so I know he's never going to lose me. And if he ever does, he's going to swim across the ocean for me. He does care. Look, he's a single he dad. He, he protected Nemo from a shark. Yes. Which I don't know how much protecting he actually did. But he was willing to swim across the ocean, had no idea what he was doing, found Nemo, and then let him fly. Let him swim. Okay. Um, 
you know, that's my that's my second pick. Marlon right. from Finding Nemo. Now I'm going to tell you why Marlon was a bad pick. Okay. And this person is not third on my list, but I'm choosing him because I know you won't have him. Okay. He swam across the ocean. Okay. Did he go to foreign countries and kill sex traffickers <laughs> with his very select oh. set of skills? Because my character is Brian Mills from the Taken franchise. Yeah. That's a good one. I've never seen Taken, so I didn't include it. Anything. Anything happens to you. And fuckers are hitting the floor. <laughs> this man will go Lion on a can killing, probably do that. killing mission. Fuck a shark. <laughs> it's just, he's got a very select set of skills. Yeah. And he will find you, and he will kill you. I think Marlon could find find my kidnappers and kill him. I, again, I have a reason for picking all of these. Brian Mills, I can explore the world. I ain't got to worry about shit. I ain't got to worry about a goddamn thing. Anything happens to me, I'm fine. I'm going to be taken care of. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to be taken care of, let me tell you. That's true. Would you say that he has a superpower, Ty? I wouldn't. For finding his kids? I wouldn't say he has a superpower for finding his kids. It's my next pick does have a superpower, and therefore I would have a superpower. That'd be pretty cool. That's Mr. Incredible. He's pretty incredible. Um, He's incredible, yeah. What is his superpower? Strength. Just strength. Super strong. Does he fly or anything? No, he does not. He's just fucking superhuman strength. And then my mom would therefore be Elastigirl, Hot. a.k.a. What? Thick. <laughs> thick girl. Elasta Thick. It would be um, stepmom, so it'd be fine. Oh, There's yeah. plenty of videos well, about that. She's got to be my actual mom, because then I, I don't think I get superpowers if she was my stepmom. I think they both have to be superheroes for me to get my superpowers. Um, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I would don't want... Don't do that. Don't, I, don't, I don't allow that. <laughs> I, what superpower would I want, since I now have superpowers, Ty? Would I want to fly? You don't get to choose. I don't get to choose? You get, do you think they chose their powers? <laughs> okay, so be like Jack Jack, whatever the fuck you get. Okay, you get. so what what's my superpowers? I'm gonna let you pick since I don't get to pick. You are hindsight man. Oh god. <laughs> you have perfect twenty twenty hindsight vision. Isn't that from South Park? Yeah. <laughs> he just shows up and he's like, You should have put a fire escape here and those people wouldn't have burned in the building and then just leaves. <laughs> like fucking dick. <laughs> It's funny because that's kind of already my personality trait, too. <laughs> like, I won't help Riley with something, and then something will happen. I'll just be like, you know, if you didn't do that. <laughs> like, it could have worked out better if. <laughs> that's your superpower, part of the Incredibles. That's all right. I'll take it. <laughs> that's if that's pick. the case, then Miss Incredible is uh, my stepmom. Okay. Just want to establish that. All right. That's fine. For logistical reasons. For logistical reasons. <laughs> and legal reasons. Um, now, you're... We talked about this beforehand. Yeah. And uh, your your dad has superpowers. My dad is a superhero. I don't give a fuck what you said. I chose Tony Stark. Oh, my God. Now, look. He's a rich. He's a hero. He's leaving behind badass suits of armor. He's dead. And you know what? He's gonna. I'm going to honor his memory. I don't like that he pick. He was a great time. dad. He was a great dad. I don't like that pick. He was a dad for 10 minutes. She was like five. Comparative to the all, whole MCU. He was a great dad. He loved her 3,000. <laughs> I feel like all these dads, though, at least have like some sort of dad. I think he was a much better dad than both of my other picks. With Randy Marsh and Stan. But that wasn't like his character was being mm. a dad. Like these other people, it was part of their character. No, it was not. But you know what? He was a person first. And that's what I cared about. And I'm going to miss him dearly. Because by that logic, you could literally pick like any movie character and be like, well, they had a kid. Yeah, I could have. I mean, you chose Ricky Bobby. That movie was not about how great of a uh, father he was. But no, he did learn with his kids when he went to his mom's house and everything and kind of straightened him up and everything. Eh. Definitely more child involvement as a father. And then you have the whole, 
you know, everything with uh, what's his name, Cal Naughton, Junior. They were like taking pictures and everything. Yeah. So uh, look, I I think Ricky Bobby's much more of a dad than Tony Stark. Okay, enjoy your nice car money. I have suits of armor. <laughs> All right. What what number am I on? Four? Yes, four. Okay, got, so I'm going to say my number three. You got two picks. I got one. I'm going to go with Darth Vader. Oh, he was on my list. <laughs> <laughs> he was on my list. He's not a great father, but I would have the force. Yep. I would be, you know, I'm a Skywalker, obviously. Yes, you are. Um, I'm, I'm, I could either be a Jedi or be part of the bad side because I'm not Luke, so I don't have to necessarily go to the good side. Here's Does Luke what I, have any siblings besides Le- 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 oh, Leia? That's gross. Okay, so I'm not Luke or Leia, so I could decide to go to the dark side if I want. So this was going to be when I brought him up? Okay. Absolutely join in the fucking dark side. <laughs> like, not even a question. <laughs> like, you're the most badass motherfucker in the earth. Why wouldn't I join you? Just do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> There's me and my pops having a good time. Damn, Ty, so you're evil. No, you had no question about it. <laughs> that was a no-brainer. Like, do I fight my badass dad who's got a cool fucking red lightsaber? Or do I have him show me some cool shit? And then take over the fucking galaxy? Yeah. Just be some bad motherfuckers. You're probably right. I'd probably be bad, too. Some bad motherfuckers. Yeah. Show me how to force choke for other reasons. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. So, in, in the Star Wars movies, was Darth Vader trying to make Luke bad? Or was he just trying to kill him? Yeah, no, join me. I've never so, seen him. Oh, my God, Jay. Yes, he was trying to have him join, but Luke was, was too good of a guy to join. I'm not Luke. So isn't that like the same story as Leia, pretty much? What do you mean? Not Leia. Um, the fuck's her name? The new girl. Ray? Yeah. Like, oh, be bad. Kind of. So they just kind of rehashed the same bullshit? Yeah. And then Anakin episode, in the first three seven, was like, oh, be bad. Episode seven is like identical to episode four. Like, the very first Star Wars, like, the plot and how it works mm-hmm. is identical to The Force Awakens. <laughs> like, it's... So, it's would you say number five, which are. is considered the greatest Star Wars movie of all time, is very similar to number eight? No. I think we can make that claim. No, I'm I, number. I'm eight, fine with it. Star Wars... And number two, again... Fallen Jedi? What? What is it called? The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi... Is just as good of a movie as Star Wars number five, Phantom Empire, Menace. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, which is also the just as good as number two, Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. They're all the same movie. Yeah, and four is the same as seven. And one. I thought you were going to try to name them again. Oh, so four is New Hope? I think it is technically that. I know it was originally Star Wars. I think it, yeah, it is New Hope. And then seven is The Force Awakens. Then number one is uh, Attack of the Clones. No, you already said that. Phantom Menace. Yes. Fuck yeah. Number three is uh, Sith Lords. Return of the Sith? I knew it had something to do with Sith. Uh, number six. The Fall of something? The Fall of the Empire? Um, It is... No. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. It's number six? Yeah. What, who's returning? Luke? Luke. Where'd he go? To train with Yoda. And number five. Is when he trained with Yoda? He started training with Yoda in five. And then after what, five, he what went movie back to does finish Darth Vader tell him he's his dad? Number six? Five. Oh. And then number nine is um The Last Jedi. No. Last Jedi is eight. Oh, no. Uh, fuck. We were just talking about it. Rise of the Skywalker. Yes. Yeah, Darth Vader would be a badass dad, though. And I would agree. I'd probably be a badass alongside fuck him. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, show me all this cool shit. Can I do lightning like him? <laughs> like, I want to do that. <laughs> 
What's your number five, Ty? My number five. Fifth and final pick. Final pick. I said all mediums, Jay, because I had to choose a video game. Father. Okay. And, uh, I'm trying to think. Give I'm me a hint before you tell me. You haven't played this game. God of War. Yes. Fucking great hint. Now, it's Kratos. I See, I'll give you that because the third one or fourth one, whatever the new one was, was heavily revolved around him being a father. Yes, it is. Now, here's the issue, Jay. This is a coin flip. Okay. I'm rolling my dice with it because fuck it. Why not? Okay. In the first one, part of the story is the reason he's got a war. It's because he was so, so overwhelmed with being a warlord. He accidentally killed his wife and daughter. Oh, God. Well, you're not a girl. Just his child. He only had a daughter at the time. You're fine. You're not so a girl. hopefully I'm not a part of that family. I'm part of family part two of the newest game with him and his son. Does he, how does, how does his son, how does he have a son? Like, does it explain that at all? Like, does he just have an affair with someone? Oh, no, it's like an actual legitimate, like, it, I always envisioned it as being like the sun just popping up. Like, hey, I'm your, I'm your son. So the start of God of War PS4 is them burning the mom's body. The mom died. Wow. And, like, they get it together and it's they cremate her. Oh, okay. That's not as vicious no. when you just say it like that. I guess we do the exact same thing. <laughs> You're like, that's terrible. <laughs> um, that's how it starts. Okay. So there was a mom. You don't ever get to see her, though. And isn't that guy teased to be Loki? Yeah. So maybe I'm Thor? Oh, I see what you did there. I'm not. He's another character. So wait, is God of War Norse mythology then? All of it? Or do they kind of mix between everything? It's, uh, we're going to use mythologies and make a game. And it started off Greek, and now let's see what happens when it's Norse. That's Percy Jackson, bro. It was Greek, and then they had a Nor- uh, a Roman series that intertwined with the Greek series. Now they have a, no- uh, what's the other one I just said? Norse? A Norse one that's like intertwining with it. That's bitching. I've, we've discussed this before. God of War is Percy Jackson for adults. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I've never played God of War, and I love Percy Jackson, so maybe I need to hop on that. God of War is much, much bloodier. <laughs> That's fine. I don't but know. it's I like all the blood. same themes. I, I like pro wrestling. I like blood. But that, the, Kratos. I mean, again, with if you thought Brian Mills from Taken was going to have your back, let's talk about a man who kills gods. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be like, hey, my dad's cool. <laughs> Fucks bitches. He's a badass. Yeah. I'm a god. Yeah. I gotta be part god. You want to be part superhero. I'm part god. <laughs> um, and again, coin flip. I might not make it to see past the age of eight. That's all right, Ty. Because those seven, eight years will be great. And I'm willing to roll the dice. See what happens. So my num- my fifth pick is not a father who fucks pitches. He's okay. definitely not a father who's going to stand up and fight someone for me. Definitely not that. He's not a badass. But he's got a lot of money, and he's going to build me some cool shit. Some shit I personally like. You personally would like it too as my friend in this fictional world. Love and it. that is Mel, the dad from Benchwarmers. John Lovitz. Okay. Fuck yeah. You want to talk about a <laughs> wiffle ball field. Rich as hell. They got the robot freaking waiters. Um, literally builds him a field in their backyard in like what? Like two weeks? Yeah. There's nothing. Some absurd Just field. Like, hey, here's a couple million. With like an aquarium and all this bullshit. Um, I'm not going to be the loser son. I'm going to be the cool jock son. Who bullies the loser son. Yes. I'm going to be the younger brother at like 12. This kid by now is 32, just bullying the shit out of him. And then we'll just bully the shit out of the adults who thought it was cool to play against kids. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, they were on our side because they were kind of protecting. Nope. We're going to bully the shit out of them. But he was... Pro- oh, well, yeah, because he's friends with the older brother that we bully, so we do have to bully them. At this point, David Spade's going to be like 60 and Rob Schneider's going to be 60. It's all right. I don't care if they're 22. You should still bully them. <laughs> Who the fuck feels good about being an adult beating kids? Great movie. Very enjoyable. Come on now. Come on now. If we showed up to a field and it was me, you, and Sebastian, and we saw nine, like, 12-year-olds playing wolf ball, we would have fun. 
You tell but me. But I'm not a grown you, adult with a wife trying to have a child. You tell me we wouldn't fucking challenge them, whoop their ass, and then celebrate like there was no tomorrow. Nope. Bullshit. I'm more mature than that. Bullshit. We would have the time of our life. More mature than that. Are you serious? You no. Wouldn't? No, I'm not. That'd be cool. <laughs> but I'm not like 30. So I was thinking 30, not our age. There's no way Rob Schneider's fucking 21 in the movie bench. That's true. I still think 30, I'd do the same thing. I don't know about that. And just feel cool about it. Like, that's sort of a tournament. We're going to fucking beat all of you. (laughs) I don't know. I'd have fun. That's a great pick for a dad, though. Um, I got some honorable mentions. Before we do that, I want to go on a quick tangent. Have you seen the- Tangent away. Have you seen the trailer for the movie uh, The Wrong Missy? I've seen the movie The Wrong Missy. Oh, is that already out? Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Okay, that's how I saw it. David Spade looks old as shit. Yeah, he does. Dude, and Nick Swartenson got fat. Yeah, he is a little chubby. But I was taken away. That didn't even look like David Spade, dude. It looked like an old lesbian. Yeah. It no, looked like it David Spade's lesbian mother from 20 years ago. He's old. He's gotten old. He got old quick. So, The Wrong Missy J, I've watched it. It has a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Terrible. You would enjoy it. Why? I enjoyed it. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to be condescending right there. No, I enjoyed this movie, and uh, I told my parents they should watch it because I enjoyed it. And then I listened to other things, and they just shit all over it. And I don't get it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was the funniest Happy Madison movie in quite a while. And it's very much Happy Madison comedy. I forget that their studio is named Happy Madison. Yeah. Happier, or happier, funnier than Grown Ups? I think funnier, yeah. Wow. I, I laughed at a lot of this shit, and it's it's a bit absurd. The girl can be a bit much, mm-hmm. but I think it's the funniest since Grown Ups. So all the new Adam Sandler movies and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. I laughed. It's a terrible movie, but I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I it's laughed. It's turn your brain off. It's a guilty pleasure. Turn your brain off. Oh, yeah. We did that list. There's one There's one scene in particular. If you watch it, I laughed hysterically. It's like when and I- And it's absurd, and I fucking died of laughter. It's like when I laughed hysterically in Zombieland when he just threw the thing up. <laughs> yes. The guy's nuts, and I literally had Riley rewind it four times. <laughs> Bad movie, definitely recommend it. I might have to see. The, I might have to watch that. There's a, let's let's do honorable mentions, and I got one other movie I want to bring up. Based in Hawaii, it's like every Adam Sandler movie based in Hawaii, just so they can go film in Hawaii. <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I think so. What's your honorable mentions, Ty? Uh, I had uh, Mr. Speaking of Grown Ups, Lenny Fader, Adam Sandler from Grown Ups. Okay, because he's basically just Adam Sandler. Yeah, your dad's just <laughs> a movie much. star who could just go on vacation whenever. Yeah. That's right. Does he play a movie star in that movie? Yeah. They call him Mr. Hollywood. That's right. It's literally just Adam Sandler with a different name. That's (laughs) hanging out with Adam Sandler's friends who are just a different name. Who are his actual real life friends. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a real life thing. They just get different names and record it and call it a movie. See, the hardest thing to play is yourself. (laughs) I also had uh, Yondu. Oh, that's from Don't Tell Me, Don't Tell Me, Don't Tell Me. (sighs) I'm so bad with names. Don't give me a bad look. You said don't tell you. Well, tell me now. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, yes. Um, maybe maybe threaten to eat him. <laughs> Not good, but <laughs> takes you on space adventures, makes you a superhero. Okay. So, that'd be cool. Him over Ego? Oh, yeah, no, Ego's a bad guy. That's a bad dude. So is Darth Vader? Yes, yeah, that's different. <laughs> Darth Vader is a difference of opinion. <laughs> okay. Um, That was it. I had... Uh, Uncle Phil. Because he's still a dad in the series. He's dad to Carlton. I've never seen any of those, so. What? I know who they are, but I've never watched a single episode. Dude, that was my Nick at Night, like, 
that and the George, George Lopez. Lopez. Yeah. I, I would have chose George Lopez. That's a good one. That's a good one. I feel like George Lopez just plays George Lopez in that show. Yeah. Isn't, I, I'm pretty isn't sure the show his called is... George Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the hardest person <laughs> to play is yourself. Um, number six, I, ha- I had Dusty from Daddy's Home, Mark Wahlberg. Kind of a deadbeat dad. That's why I didn't pick him, but he's yeah. kind of a badass. Yeah. Makes money off of being on a radio commercial. Becomes more loving in Daddy's Home, too. I wanted to pick Will Ferrell, but he's kind of a bitch. Yes, um, he is. That's I have a, uh, and then my, my last one is a movie you may not have, may or may not have seen, but it was Joe Kingman from The Game Plan. You ever seen that movie? Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. I think that was just the intrigue of Dwayne Johnson being my dad, and that was like the one movie where he plays like an actual dad. So that's why I picked it. I don't hate and it. And he's a football star. I don't hate it. You would be, I mean, you would be sore all the time, but God damn, would you be fucking jacked if yes, Dwayne Johnson was your dad? Yes, I would. I mean, just fucking <laughs> built. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Age 12, you'd be benching 175 easily. That's probably low. I'd be benching 300. 12-year-old? 300. Even fucking if The Rock's my yet. dad? I don't think he's going to make got a, special steroids. He's making an eight-year-old work out. He's got special steroids. Stunt your growth. And then I'd be a wrestler. I'm definitely fine with that. <laughs> Those are my honorable mentions, Ty. It's good stuff. Um, That was fun. We're going to make a graphic. You're going to have to uh, write down or send me who you picked because I'm not going to remember it entirely. And yeah. the order you picked them, please. I'll send it to you. Um, Jason. I got to write mine down. Have you been on Netflix recently? Who's my second pick? <laughs> Marlon? Was that your second pick? I think so. It was kind no, because that was my third pick. So I had Randy Marsh. You had Mr. Incredible. I had Ricky Bobby. I think Mr. Incredible was my third one because you, you picked Taken with your third pick, right? Yeah, you oh, picked so Taken that would have been your second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, who was my number four? Darth Vader. Okay, I got it. Continue. You're all good? Yeah. All right. Have you been on Netflix recently? Uh, I've perused it. All right. While perusing, have you seen the movie 365? No. D&I. D&I? Yeah, I believe that's what. 365 D&I. No. So, apparently it is a movie about a man who abducts a woman and then just has very, very graphic sex scenes with her until she falls in love with him. Okay. It's like number one trending on Netflix. Oh, it's a movie. Yeah. So it's like Taken meets Fifty Shades of Grey? I, it's definitely Fifty Shades of Grey meets Taken? something illegal. Oh, I yeah. don't. I, I see some of these scenes, dude. That is raunchy. She's like tied up. I don't like that. He kidnapped her and gave her, gave her 365 days to fall in love with him. Why is this something people like? I don't know. And um, I just, it got me thinking, Jay. Aside from the from the sexual predator kidnapping a woman part, why do people like these movies? Fifty Shades of Grey and it's this porn for girls. Okay, but some I shouldn't say all girls. That's but, objectifying. This is a terrible, terrible story with very graphic sex scenes. Yes, I can't tell you why they particularly like this one. I cannot tell you that. Fifty Shades of Grey. That I could, it is a bad film, but it's not, you know, yeah, he's like controlling, but it's still a little bit more like consensual controlling in a sense. Why don't they just watch porn? All porn is, is bad movies with good sex scenes. Because what's the difference here? Just throw porn up on the fucking here TV. You didn't see no like D or V. Well, I don't know about this one, but I don't think Fifty Shades of Grey saw any D or V. And I think you see a little bit of V. Really? Not up close, but like, like I'd expect up front. more D than V. Like pubes? Maybe some D. 
Um, and it's just, I don't know, maybe it's more sensual. I mean, I guess, but I'm like, all, all porn is. Well, there are girls that also watch porn, Ty. They can like both. But that's what I'm saying. Why do they make movies when they just make porn for a much less budget? Just high budget porno. These movies make money. People like them. But that's uh, that's what I don't understand. Tyler, dumb comedies, like The Wrong Missy, for us is like Fifty Shades of Grey for some girls. I'm beat off. And we the just wrong have Missy. to. Okay, but I mean, us I'm liking just staring at David Spade's <laughs> lesbian looking face. <laughs> us liking movies we would probably agree are objectively bad, but still enjoying them. Is probably it's the same thing as them. You know what, Jay? Gray. My movies don't romanticize abuse. That, I it's agree. Article. This is weird. Yeah, I, I heard about it and I was like, I'm not gonna watch this. I don't think it's in English, especially with either. like the culture with everything going on. It's from a book. I just I don't understand how kidnapping a girl and saying you have a year to fall in love with me, and then just putting graphic sex scenes between the two is in any way, shape, or form okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, I agree, especially everything, you know, just not just going on now, but everything that has been going on with, you know, sexual assault and everything. Surprising the timing of this and that it's actually getting support from people on Netflix. But, hey. Okay. Wh- What's high? Don Brigman. I thought it was one of the great fantasy story. That's exactly how she wrote it. That had romance, sex, and love. Where two souls were truly met for one another. The chemistry these two actors displayed were awesome. And both had such intensity. Maybe it's not as crazy as we think once you actually see it. One that has to have a follow-up wow. series would even be awesome. Where they just go around kidnapping more people. It's got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Good. It's only got six um, reviews. Let's read them. Thoroughly terrible, politically ob- objectionable, occasionally hilarious. Uh, strictly for those wondering what would a straight up rip off of 50 shades of gray look like if it was made in poland um a porn movie is more honest than this trash 365 dni romanticize an extremely toxic relationship which is never okay the movie is pretty much cops is pretty much cops oh the the movie pretty much cops so i guess copies but just put cops every movie made by 50 shades of his a bible of anti-sexy awfulness a 50 shades of gray Kidnapping porn mafia picture softcore of course. That was the six reviews. Twenty nine percent audience. So okay, people aren't liking it. I take that back. That's number one trending on Netflix, so people are watching it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they like it. But they're definitely watching it. They're clicking on it and saying this seems like something I would be interested in. I think the guys that are vote the, the males that are saying they like this movie, the twenty nine percent, are the same males who didn't like Captain Marvel. Yeah. Just going fine. out on a limb with that. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> if that's too big of a leap to make or I think that's fair. I I would agree with that. It's Captain Marvel, 48% audience score. Only 19% higher than this movie. <laughs> Just wanted to remind you. I don't know. I was blown away when I saw that movie in the description for it. Yeah. I, I'm never going to watch it. We are taking a stand as an anti-365 DNI podcast. We've taken a lot of stands, anti-Harry Potter, anti... I just took a stand earlier in this podcast that I already forgot. Um, now we're also anti-365 DNI. Do you remember what else I took a stand against earlier yes. in the podcast? I remember you taking a stand. Was it anti... Oh, taking a stand as allowing steroiders in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. No, there's something else, though. We'll have to go back and listen. We should put post-it notes for what we're anti <laughs> and pro. <laughs> 
All right, Ty, you got anything else? I, I actually have one other thing okay. I forgot about. Yeah, go for Did it. Did you see friend. the preview for the movie Palm Springs? No. It's a Andy Samberg okay. movie that won, like, Sundance Awards. Okay. Um, It's basically Groundhog's Day, but with Andy Samberg. Oh, I tried watching that movie, like, two years ago. Well, I've never seen it. I just know what it is. Yeah, I tried watching it, and it, it wasn't good. That might make some people mad, but I turned it off. Damn, really? This has got this Palm Springs movie has hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ty, that's what I'm saying. It looks it looks really good. Twenty seven. It's only twenty seven reviews, Ooh, but still. Jay Groundhog's Day has a ninety six percent on Rotten Tomato. It was just boring. Maybe I need to try it again. But yeah, it's just they. He lives in Palm Springs and he's at a wedding, and uh, every day he dies or something, and it just resets the day. And then like this chick, he meets this chick for the first time. Apparently, I don't know how that works. And then she gets sucked into his time loop. So it's fucking Groundhog's Day. Like, literally. Yes, but it looks like funnier and more like romantic comedy involved. But, uh, like I said, it won a bunch of awards. And it's Andy Samberg, and I love me some Andy Samberg. Yeah, we could watch it. We could give a scale. It comes out on July 10th. So we got some time. Oh, does it? Yeah, July 10th, Hulu. Fuck yeah. It looked good. I just want you to watch the preview. I was going to see if you'd seen it or not. Okay. It's I got J.K. Simmons got. in it. Oh, I fucking like J.K. Simmons. You seen Whiplash? Mm-mm. Oh, that's a good movie. Never even heard of it. It's got uh, Miles Teller. Okay. Everyone knows him from that Fantastic Four movie that was great. Yeah. Um, And he plays a like a music teacher. And Miles Teller's trying to be a drummer. But he is the most aggressive dickhead music teacher you've ever met in your life. And like makes another student commit suicide. Oh, Jesus. And he basically is just like, I'm going to push you. To the farthest links to become the best you possibly can. And it's super fucking intense. And I think J.K. Simmons looks like a very nice guy, except for when he's J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. This is his biggest dickhead role you've ever <laughs> seen. It's a great movie. Uh, Miles Teller played Reed Richards? Yeah. I-, I never bothered watching that movie. He just I would think he would be the human torch before Reed Richards. Mm, no. Oh, that's right. Michael B. Jordan was. Yeah. Who was the thing? Oh, the dude's name is Ben something because he looks just like fucking Ben. Ben Grime is the guy's this character's name. Uh, Jamie Bell. Oh, that that's right. But he look no, he just looks he looks exactly like our friend Ben. Let me see this because this picture on Rotten Tomatoes wasn't very. Uh... Yeah, he looks he, just like Ben. He looks like he looks like Ben's brother, like not Ben's actual brother, but like he could be Ben's brother. Like it's not perfect resemblance, but they got the same nose and ears. Yeah. And just throughout the movie, they were calling him Ben, and I was like, that looks just like fucking Ben. You might need to turn this podcast on when we go down uh, golfing with Ben and have him listen to this specific moment. He'll be saying, fuck you guys. <laughs> and have him look him up. But he looks <laughs> just like fucking Ben. Yeah, I can see it. That's a bad movie. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Haven't watched it then. Still not going to watch it now. Have we done a rating of the worst movies? Like our least favorite movies? No, I had that idea to watch like movies that lost, won the Razzie, and we just never did it. Mm, I'm thinking maybe next week. Well, it'll be we're fitting. We're already going to do that, yeah. So maybe we do that next week. What? Like a worst movie list or something to go along with. Um, everyone, please watch Artemis Fowl. So are we going to do a movie scale? For what? The worst movies? No, we'll just do like our like a top five least favorite. Not even worse, just least favorite movies. Oh. We can. We could try. 
And then we're going to, everyone watch Artemis Fowl because we're going to do a spoiler review next week. Yes. Um, Cats won the Razzie this year. <laughs> Don't surprise me one bit. <laughs> I will not be watching that. Watch Drop Dead Fred. I probably won't be watching that either. But maybe. Maybe we should just start a, a weekly thing. Once a month, a monthly thing where we just watch a terrible movie. Okay. I'm fine with that. You know I've been wanting to watch bad movies. Yeah, and I'll recommend the first one next month. The July bad movie is Drop Dead Fred. I've already okay, seen it. How can we find that? It's on like everything. It's on Hulu. I think it's on Hulu. That's what we watched it on. And then in August, you could recommend a bad movie. I'll watch Fantastic Four or whatever you want to recommend. Drop Dead Fred is a 1991 movie. It's fucking terrible. I was I was thinking I was thinking what was it? Hot dog? Hot dog fingers? What the fuck was Incredible that? Incredible Food Boy? Incredible Food Boy. That's <laughs> what I was, was thinking of when that you said Drop Dead Fred. That, but that's, that's like a that's like a homemade looking movie. This yeah. is like a released in theaters movie. Yeah. It's one of Riley's favorite movies from her childhood, so I'm sure she'll love that episode when we just rip it apart. <laughs> Made 15 million. Or yeah, I'm fine with that. I thought this was a different movie. Okay. How long is it? Wait, Pretty much. Wait. What's the runtime? I need a runtime. I'm not going to watch it if it's over two hours. It's not. It's not that long time. It's like an hour half. Perfect. Let me see. Drop Dead Fred TRT. Oh, 143. Eh. You'll fine. be fine. That's fine. Fantastic Four is probably longer than that. That's a bad movie. Artemis Fowl. What's that runtime? Four hours? That's probably what it feels like. I actually think it is pretty fucking long. 155. Um, yeah, and then you could recommend them. We could do it once a month. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Good. Starting with Artemis Fowl. Everybody watch it. So, wait, hold it's on. It's on Disney Plus. Not Netflix. I said Netflix. Okay, so we'll do the fourth episode of every month. So most times that's the last, but not every month. The fourth episode of every month will be bad movie. What? Wait, no. Next. Why don't we just do the last episode of every month to make it simpler? Well, yeah, because next week's actually the fifth. Yeah. So the last episode of every month is a bad movie review. And we're assuming Artemis Fowl is going to be the Kickstarter. No, we're not assuming. I'm. I've seen most of it. <laughs> um. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right, Ty. You got sign, anything else? Sign us off, my friend. You know what? You know what I'm saying today, Jay? What? Same thing I say every week. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.